RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. The Baltimore Orioles faced the Los Angeles Dodgers at Dodger Stadium for Game 1 of the 1966 World Series on October 5th. This is the NBC national broadcast of Game 1, featuring announcers Bob Prince and Chuck Thompson. Good afternoon, everybody. Along with Chuck Thompson, this is Bob Prince, getting you from Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, California, for the 1966 World Series. Brought to you by... Chrysler Corporation, makers of Plymouth, Dodge, Chrysler, Imperial, and Dodge trucks. Well, here in Los Angeles, it is a very sunny and a pleasant day, and Dodger Stadium is rapidly filling up now as the Dodgers and the Baltimore Orioles, veterans Dodgers in World Series competition, although quite a few of their players have not played too many times, will meet the Baltimore Club, which for the first time brings the great glory of pennant fever to that wonderful city in Baltimore as the American League champion. Now here's the veteran voice of the Baltimore Orioles, whose great ball club had a fine, fine year, and Chuck Thompson will tell us all about it. Well, thank you very much, Bob Press. Good afternoon, baseball fans. The Baltimore Orioles in a World Series for the first time in a rather brief history and are very delighted to be here. However, the Orioles winning of an American League pennant could not be compared to the Dodgers win of the National League. And certainly all baseball fans, whether they be rooters for the National League or for the American League, certainly have to doff the cap. And a great big uh, round of congratulations to uh, manager Walter Alston and the Dodgers for the manner in which they won this 1966 National League pennant. Baltimore has nothing but a great deal of respect for the tremendous pitching of the Los Angeles Dodgers. They also respect the great Dodgers' speed and their fine defensive skills. But quite honestly, Baltimore feels it brings to this World Series the kind of a club that can beat the Dodgers. The Orioles are a club that has played very consistently throughout the first half of the year, and the second half of the year ran into problems that beset all ball clubs at one time or another in the course of the baseball year, injuries. Unfortunately for the Baltimore Orioles, the greater part of their injuries in the second half of the year befell a very fine pitching staff. Now, everyone has talked about the superlative pitching of the Los Angeles Dodgers, and there's not a man in the world who could deny it. However, in the Baltimore camp, they honestly feel that their pitching has been downgraded. The Orioles feel their pitching is a lot better than people seem to think that it is. And this afternoon, a young man who has, well, never played any high school baseball for the very simple reason that they did not have baseball at his high school in Billings, Montana, a young left-hander by the name of Dave McNally, will attempt to prove that point to the Los Angeles Dodgers and to the baseball world. The Baltimore Orioles bring into this series not only a very powerful ball club, but a very fine defensive ball club. And the leader, of course, is a man that I think many people refer to as the greatest third baseman in baseball today, in Brooks Robinson. And then, in a trade with the National League this past winter, the Orioles acquired from Cincinnati Frank Robinson, and I doubt that there's a baseball fan anywhere in the world who was not only too well aware of the accomplishments of this, the Triple Crown winner of 1966, and the first since Mantle did it in 1956 for the Yankees. In the background, Bob, I hear the uh, PA announcer coming up with the uh, starting lineups, and I think uh, they are going to be introduced individually and come on out and stand on the foul line, and it might be a good idea if we were to try and introduce uh, or announce our starting lineup along with the PA announcer. They are, first of all, introducing uh, the manager, Hank Bauer, who uh, 
Well, a World Series nothing new to him, and when queried after clinching his first American League pennant as a manager, how he compared it to winning uh, as a player, he said, "This is the greatest thrill I have had in baseball." Now for the Orioles, the leadoff hitter will be Luis Aparicio, one of the finest defensive shortstops in all of baseball, who had as great a year as he has ever had as a major leaguer. Batting number two will be the Orioles center fielder and a left-handed swinger by the name of Russ Snyder. Now, the Orioles baseball fans refer to this man as Mr. Hubbard. He does not have the competitive skills in any one given department. He's not a great hitter, not the greatest defensive outfielder. He does not have the greatest arm, nor the greatest speed. But he has stayed in the major league on sheer hustle and great competitive desire. The Triple Crown winner, Frank Robinson, will bat third and play in right field for Baltimore. Batting number four will be the third baseman, Brooks Robinson. Batting five is the biggest man on the Baltimore Orioles roster, Boog Powell, the first baseman. Batting five is the left fielder for the Baltimore Orioles, Kurt Bleffrey, and he is a left-handed hitter. And the number seven hitter in the Baltimore Orioles batting order will be Dave Johnson. He is a right-handed batter and a rookie. And the number eight hitter will be another rookie who did a tremendous job for Baltimore. Surprised everyone with his ability to catch uh, on a par with the big leaguers and to stand the pressure of a pennant drive, a native California, the Echebarra. And then the pitcher, Dave McNally. Uh, this batting order is the batting order that manager Hank Bauer has used throughout the entire 66 campaign against the right-handed pitcher. Now tomorrow, Kofax will take them out for the Dodgers, and there will be just one or two changes. Mainly, center fielder Russ Snyder will come out of the ball game, and Paul Blair will play in center field for the Orioles against left-handed pitchers. And now, Bob, that's the way the Orioles are going to go to battle these Dodgers in the 66 series. See what the Dodgers do against the Well, one thing we know, it's a highly partisan crowd. And so the Dodgers will be coming out in Walter Olsen in his sixth series as a manager. Has won four and lost one. And holds the record for victories by a National League manager. Here's Mr. Dodger in the minds of many. Maury Wells, the great shortstop and leadoff batter. And before a knee injury cut him down, a tremendous threat to steal. And may possibly be doing that in the series. Center fielder, one of the fastest men in all of baseball, will be Willie Davis. He can roam far, and he usually is a dead first ball swinger, and I'm sure the Baltimore Orioles know all about that. Now, the right fielder is a very adaptable player, Sweet Lou Johnson, as he's called. He's been the fellow that uh, just runs out there all the time. He runs out home runs. He just hustles all the time. In left field, the Dodgers' real power man, who's working with an Achilles tendon problem, and that'll be Tommy Davis, a very strong batter. He's had trouble and uh, started to fade a little bit toward the end of the campaign. A switch-hitting uh, second baseman and a very good one, Jim Lefevre, will play at second base in bat fifth. Lefevre did a lot of weightlifting in the offseason, and that's why he came up with more home runs. Wes Parker, whom many baseball observers believe, has the finest pair of hands of all first basemen going, will be in the first base spot and batting sixth. At third base, the one man that I doubt if they'll ever retire. There have been many calls to replace him, but when they open the season, it's Jim Gilliam going out there. Junior Gilliam, and he'll be playing at third. The catcher and one of the real top catchers in baseball, John Roswell. 
Real smart individual, very, very heady. And on the mound, a very tough one by the name of Don Drysdale. Lumping off this year to a 13 and 16 record, but when the chips are down, Big D is there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, around the United States and all over the world, we're about ready to go. Commissioner Eckert is going to toss out the first baseball traditionally, and we will be set to get underway. Right now, let's pause for station identification. A Terranudile WGY Schenectady. Saratoga, the authentic fishy behind the yellow label. The only mixer we know of that people built a city just to be near. In 1960, I had the extreme pleasure of working the World Series with the veteran voice of the Baltimore Orioles, Mr. Chuck Thompson, who will call the front half of this contest for you. And Chuck, I can only say this. If this series develops into as wild and a woolly one as the Yankees and the Pirates put on in 1960, we'll do some talking together. How true, Bob French, and it'll probably take a few days before we can get over it. That was one of the many great uh, World Series, and it was a great pleasure and a privilege to be there in 1960, as it is again this afternoon. Well, now to the important business at hand. It's just a matter of moments away. On the mound for the Los Angeles Dodgers is the big hard-throwing Don Dryden. His catcher is John Rosa, and I would now run the entire defensive lineup of the Dodgers, so you can kind of set them in your mind's eye. The first baseman will be Wes Parker. The second baseman, Jim Lafitte. At third base, the incomparable Mari Wells, who played under great handicaps this year and played in a great fashion. And the third baseman, Jim Gilliam. In left field for the Dodgers will be Tommy Davis. The center fielder will be Willie Davis. And the right fielder, Lou Johnson. The umpire at the plate here in game number one will be from the National League, Bill Joukowsky. At first base, the American League's Nestor Schuyler. At second base, the National League's Chris Panacudis. At third base, the American League's John Wright. Down the left field foul line from the National League, Mel Sykes. Down the right field foul line, the American League's Cal Drummond. To lead off for the Baltimore Orioles, the right-hand hitting shortstop, Luis Aparicio. Luis sits out of a closed stance about the middle of the box, and he will take the ball to the opposite field frequently. Center fielder Willie Davis shades a bit toward the alley, toward right center, as Drysdale winds from the first pitch of the 66 series is a strike ball, and we're underway. Coaching third base for the Baltimore Orioles is Billy Hunter. Coaching first base, Gene Woodling. Drysdale's look to Rosemary for the five. The big right hand is one strike offering. Is a bit outside, too even to count at one and one. Aparicio improved his average in 1966 some 51 points. Fly ball is hit out of the shallow right field. Coming up on the ball, the right field of Lou Johnson, and he flies cover to make the catch without any trouble. Aparicio, on a 1-1 offering, flies to the right field of Johnson, one up and one down in the Orioles' half of the first inning. Batting number two for Baltimore, left-hand hitting center fielder, Russ Snyder. Russ is a native of the fine state of Nebraska. He lives in Nelson, Nebraska. Left-handed swinger. He attended Nebraska University, did Russ. And here's a fellow Baltimore calls Mr. Hustle. Drive 
Rochdale shortstop and will drive down the groove in a strike call. Third baseman Gilliam, in respect to Snyder's good speed and bunting ability, is up on the edge of the infield grass. The rest of the infield up maybe a step or two, and the outfield slanted a bit to the opposite field. Drysdale delivers inside low, and the count evens now at one ball and one strike. One out and none out. Drysdale to the wide, the big right hand is pitched. Is a ball two low and inside. Snyder started to walk on a breaking ball, but held back on the swing inside. Two balls, one strike. Russ hit 306 in 1966 uh, with the Birds, second best in the American League. Two one pitch to left hand batting Snyder again misses a little bit low and inside. On the count now, three balls and one strike. This is the 63rd World Series. Dodger fans point to the fact the Dodgers have never lost here in Dodger Stadium. Drysdale delivers low and inside again. A ball for the rough side. So the first base runner of the 63rd Series, if you keep these kind of statistics, becomes center fielder Russ Snyder. And now here is Frank Robbins. And if you were to try and talk about all of the accomplishments of Frank Robinson in the 66th season with the Baltimore Orioles, it might take us a couple of minutes. In his first American League season, became the sixth player in the American League history to win the Triple Crown. This is his second World Series. He hit 200 in the series of 1961 against the... Snyder jumped back in time and the throw was a bit to the infield side of the bag, pulling Parker off. One out, Russ Snyder, the runner at first base, and Drysdale ready to go to work for the right-hand batting Frank Robbins. Drysdale throws, outside, ball one. Leading first with one away on the top of the first inning. Drivedale sits swung on, fly ball well hit, fairly deep to left field. Back goes the left field on the warning track. Leaps. He does not get it. It's in for a home run. Frank Robinson homers. And the Orioles take an immediate two-to-nothing lead over the LA Dodgers. Frank Robinson with a two-run home run, scoring Russ Snyder ahead of him, gives the Orioles a one, a rather a two-to-nothing lead. And I'm thinking back to the very first game of the 1966 campaign. The Orioles open against the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park. We're tied up 4-4 in the 13th inning of the first game of the year, and Frank Robinson Hubbard to win it for Baltimore 5-4. Now here is Brooks Robinson with Baltimore leading 2-0 with one out. Drivesdale's first pitch, a breaking ball, and a strike call to Brooks. If you're not familiar with the measurements of this fine ballpark, 330 feet down the foul lines, right and left, pitch to Brooks, high and inside, to make the count one ball, one strike. One of the former great third baseman of the American League, George Kell, referred to this man as the finest player in baseball. Drysdale to the move, and the 1-1 to Brooks Robinson, swinging another drive, well here, he's the left, back on the ball, Tommy Davis looking up, it's going, going, gone! Home run for Brooks Robinson, and it's Baltimore 3, and the Dodgers nothing in the very first inning. 
Robinson has hit his first World Series home run. This is his first World Series. And the Orioles now have a three-to-nothing edge over Drysdale and the Dodgers. And time is called very briefly while that fine veteran, Jim Gilliam, moves into the mound to talk a bit with his hurler. And I believe we'll have some bullpen activity now for the L.A. Dodgers. Muller is warming in the Dodger bullpen as Boog Powell, left-handed swinging Oriole first baseman, steps in. Here's a check swing high pop-up, third base side foul, drifting in foul ground under a junior Gilliam, waiting now, and Gilliam has for the second out of the inning, and Bob Prince, I understand that the Orioles have just tied a record. Yes, most consecutive home runs in an inning one ball club, uh, several have held it, two is the record, Washington... And the Yankees did it three times, so now the Orioles join the most elite circle. Two down, with none on, the Orioles have scored three times. A Walker up Snyder, a two-run home run by Frank Robinson, solo blast by Brooks. Drysdale pitches high and away, and a ball. Kurt Fleffery, left-hand hitting Oriole left fielder. The young man who brings a tremendous amount of competitive desire to the game of baseball. Drysdale's pitch is fouled away out of play. Ball is right. One ball, one strike. Two out, none on. Drysdale turns his back to the plate now to take a momentary breather. And I'm sure there are many fans who are kind of saying to themselves right now, well, Drysdale is working with but two days rest. How true. Pitch. Just missed inside. Two balls, one strike to the southpaw hitting Kurt Fleffery. Two on offering, cut on a line drive out of the right field corner, digging hard. Lou Johnson doesn't get there, has to play it on the first top, and Fleffery has pulled a line single in the right field corner. For the Birds, it'll be their third base hit against Don Drysdale in this top of the first inning. Here is another of the Orioles, celebrated rookies, young Dave Johnson. He was born in Orlando, Florida, now lives down in San Antonio, Texas. He has attended Trinity University during the offseason. Right-handed swinger is Dave Johnson. Two out of the inning. Leffrey, the runner at first base, Drysdale delivers. Breaking ball in. Strike called. Caught the outer portion around the knees today. Johnson looks at an offering loan outside to even the count now at one ball, one strike. This is Dave Johnson. The Baltimore Orioles have another fine utility infielder by the name of Bob Johnson. They also have two pitchers that answer to the name of Miller, John Miller and Stu Miller. One ball, one strike to Dave Johnson. Drysdale pitches, swing and a miss, strike two. One ball, two strikes. And the 
one-two pitch to Johnson. Cut on and missed a strikeout for Drysdale. The Orioles from their half of the first inning grabbed three runs on the same number of base hits three. There were no Dodger errors. One man is left on at the end of the first half inning. Baltimore three and the Dodgers nothing. And now the Dodgers, who were forced to play catch-up baseball many, many times, in their battle for the 1966 pennant, are forced to do the same thing again in this first game. And one thing they will do, Chuck, uh, very early in the ball game, while they're down at three nothing at this point, they will try for the one run to get themselves back into the position of the bunt. They'll go for that one rather than the beginning. Well, here is Maury Wells. Maury against the left-hand slant for Dave McNally will be a right-handed bat. of Washington, D.C. is Mari. McNally's first pitch is a strike call. He's got the fastball over the outer portion around the left. Brooks Robinson, the third, is just about even with a bag. Aparicio and Johnson are up a couple of steps. Here's the ball. High and outside, the right-hand batting Mari Wills. The Oriole outfield is punched up against Mari Wills. They give him the foul lines down the left field side and the right field side in an effort to try and cut off the alleys in left and right center. Wills fouls this pitch down the first base side and out of play. One ball, two strikes. Two pits coming down to Wills. McNally throws fastball that's fouled out of play again. Have it down, a ball, and two strikes to the Dodger leadoff hitter, Mari Wills. He's followed by Willie Davis and Lou Johnson. It took Mari Wills a long time to get to the big leagues, but what a magnificent job he's done, done once he arrived. Eight and a half years in the minors. Pitch outside. Have the count now, two balls, two strikes to Wills. Dave McNally does not have any unorthodox pitches. He has a fastball, a curveball, and a changeup. Two balls and two strikes to count to Mari Wills. McNally throws high again, and we have a full count. Three and two. The one thing Baltimore pitchers hope to be able to do in this series is not to give the Dodgers that base on balls because of the great Dodger speed and base running ability. 3-2 pitch. Foul to the screen behind the plate. McNally has the sign to the line on the 3-2 pitch to Wills. Is a ball four up high and Wills is on with a base on ball. to the plate now. Center fielder Willie Davis. Long, lean individual. Great speed. And this uh, young man is a first ball hitter for the most part. Wills with a big lead at first. There he goes. The pitch is taken high for a ball. The throw to second base. He is going to be safe. Wills is in with a steal. Prince Soldier, just moments ago, this is the Dodgers style of baseball. 
on the very first offering from Dave McCauley to the left-hand hitting Willie Davis. Maury Wills was gone and in safely with a steal of second. And time has now been called. Wills seems to have uh, shaken himself up just a little bit on the slide. Maury's been operating uh, pretty much with a very heavily taped right leg, a bad thigh and knee, and I think just asked there for a little time in order to uh, flex his muscles. But it'd take a little more than that, I think, to get him out of this serious check. How true. One of baseball's fine competitors is Mari Will. Now the one nothing pitch to the left-hand batting, Willie Davis. Swing and a foul out of play, coming right up here near the booth. The count now, a ball and a strike. halfway around the second base, and the 1-1 pitch coming to Willie Davis. McNally tried to curve, didn't make a man out of two balls, one strike. Andy Etchebarron has now gone to the mound to visit very briefly with his youngster, Dave McNally, there's just no way you can really explain World Series jitters. Uh, they affect everyone, no matter how many series you have played in, or how many series you have been associated with. Now the 2-1 pitch to the left-hand batting Davis. Wills leads second, the pitch is cut out and popped up. This one out towards shortstop, Aparicio on the skin of the infield calling for it, gloves it for the first out of the inning. Woody Davis retired on a pop-up to the shortstop, Aparicio. Now here's the fellow, uh, referred to as the man in a hurry, Lou Johnson. Native of Lexington, Kentucky. Now lives right out here in this fine city of Los Angeles. Began his pro career in the Yankee organization. And this is his 14th year as a pro. Played for 15 different minor league teams and 13 different leagues. You think he's not happy to be a Dodger and be here? You know he is. Right-handed swinger. And McNally's first offering is high and away, ball one. Blue at 272 in 1966. 73 runs batted in. Just one under the club leader, Jim LeFever. One nothing pitch coming down to Lou Johnson. Wills at second with one away. McNally with a long, hard look towards second, and Johnson figures he'll break the spell, steps out. Wills opened the game with a walk, stole second base. Woody Davis popped to the shortstop, Aparicio. Now McNally ready to deal. 1 0 to Lou Johnson. Southpaw comes off the rubber with a pitch that's cut out. High fly ball, center field. Snyder with a glance is down, tracking toward the alley and left center, getting under it. Looks up. The Orioles center fielder makes the catch for the second out of the inning. Two down as Lou Johnson flies the center fielder, Russ Snyder. Here is Tommy Davis. Born in Brooklyn, New York, and now lives here in Los Angeles. This is his 11th pro season and his seventh year with the Dodgers. He was the only Dodger to hit 300 this year, leading the club with a strong 313. 
Otani is the kind of a fellow who has great success against the left-handed pitchers. He hit 361 against Southpaws this year. Two down, Will second. Pitch coming to Tommy. Strike call by plate umpire Bill Jakowski. Tommy has led the Dodgers three other times, hitting against left-handers. 61, 62, and 63. Will second with two down. Left-handed McNally throws to second baseman Dave Johnson racing toward the bag in a pickoff effort, and uh, Wills went back in on the belt buckle without too much difficulty. One strike to the batter, Tommy Davis. For those of you who may have just tuned in a little bit late, the Orioles, with two home runs in the top of the first, lead the Dodgers. 3 to nothing in this last half of the first inning. Now the one-strike pitch to Tommy Davis. Wills dancing out at second base. McNally throws, swing, ground ball hit off the third base side, charging Brooks Robinson. He has in the shoulder high hop, throw the foul in time to get Tommy Davis. And that's it for the Dodgers in their half of the first inning. No run. There are no base hits, no bird errors. One man left on at the end of the first inning of play to score. Baltimore, three. Los Angeles, nothing. From Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, California, the Orioles and the Los Angeles Dodgers of the 1966 World Series. And now, for his first plate appearance ever in a World Series, the Orioles rookie catcher, Andy Echebarron, a native of the state of California, another of the Orioles' many bonus youngsters. And what a fine year he gave the Baltimore Orioles under severe handicap, numerous injuries. Right-handed batter is Echebarron. Drysdale's pitch is a breaking ball but missed outside, ball one. Last year, Echebarron caught in 140 games for the Rochester Red Wings in the International League despite a broken thumb. Outside, Wetcher Barron, the count two balls and no strikes, and some of the Dodger fans just stir a little uneasily. We did have some very brief bullpen activity on the part of the Dodgers in the first inning in the person of Joe Muller. Two nothing pitch to right hand batting Wetcher Barron. Check swing and a ball inside high, three and oh. Three-nothing pitch to Echebarron. He takes all the way, and a strike is called. Three and one to Andy Echebarron. He'll be followed to the plate by Baltimore pitcher Dave McNally. Three-one pitch. Drivedale deals, swing and a miss. Strike two, kind of pop that one right by him. Full count to Echebarron. Dale looks, and the big right-hander to the move, 3-2 pitch, all four, it's high inside, and there's a walk to Andy Echebarron, well, the only other walk that uh, Drysdale issued went to Russ Snyder in the first inning, it was followed by a Frank Robinson home run to give Baltimore a 2 nothing lead, and then Brooks Robinson followed with a solo home run to account for the three bird runs, walk number two issued by Drysdale, here now is pitcher Dave McNally. 
Dave is a right-handed batter, deep in the box, open stance, and Drysdale to the set below the belt, deals to first base, Etchebarren back safely. Parker holding on the runner over that way. And the Dodgers figure that Dave McNally will be moving Etchebarren along with the bunt. The set by Drysdale, McNally squares the bunt, bunts off the first base side of the mound, fielded by the pitcher, no play at second base, throw to first is in time to retire, sacrificing Dave McNally. Pitcher to the second baseman covering at first to retire McNally. One away in the top half of the second inning. Etchebarren halfway around and to the plate for the second time is Luis Aparicio. He was retired in the first inning on a fly ball to the right fielder Lou Johnson. Etchebarren, for a catcher, has remarkable speed. He can move along very well. Drysdale's hard look to Roseboro for the sign. Now, turns to the stretch, to the set, and his pitch. High fly ball out of the shallow right field. Back to second baseman on the right field of Lou Johnson. Still Johnson getting under it, and Lou makes the grab to retire Aparicio. We have two down. As Aparicio retires, the fly ball to right field. And now here is Russ Snyder, who, uh, against Drysdale in the first inning, drew the base on balls, and Robinson Frank scored him on a two-run home run. Taking his time, settling in at the plate. Drysdale standing behind the rubber, now toes in, looking down for the sign. And the Dodger right had his first offering to Snyder. Cut on line drive base hit over the third base and sent out of the left field. Etchebarren hits third base, around third, coming home, throw coming to the plate. Etchebarren is going to go over, standing up, and Baltimore leads now by a score of four to nothing. On the throw into the plate, Russ Snyder moved down to second base. Etchebarren scores, run number four, as Snyder slices a drive into the left field area, chased down out there by Tommy Davis. The official scorer rules a single for Russ Snyder, and he takes second on the throw to the plate. And Joe Moeller is now throwing in the Dodger bullpen. Frank Robinson at the plate for the second time. He homered off Drysdale with a man out of the first pitch. Swing line fouled down the third base side into the Dodger dugout. I hope everybody's okay. Mm. That's a mean foul ball. Into the spacious uh, Dodger dugout off the third base side here at Dodger Stadium. And the visiting Orioles, of course, on the first base side. Frank Robinson now examining that bat. Got a vigorously banging first the handle end of the bat on the plate and then the barrel end of the bat and has determined now that it's not splintered and okay. But now uh, he turns and looks toward the plate umpire Bill Joukowsky and they give the bat another squint. Evidently all right. Frank steps in and we're ready. Snyder at second base, two down in the top half of the second inning. Baltimore for Dodgers, nothing. Drysdale's pitch. Swing a high fly ball left field. Waiting out there, Tommy Davis. Coming toward the foul line. Loping in under it now. The big man is there. He's got it. Now that's the final out of the inning. But for the Orioles in their half of the second inning. Another run on one base hit. There are no Dodger errors. And the man is left on at the end of an inning and a half. The score, Baltimore 4, Los Angeles nothing. 
You know, the Dodgers coming on against Baltimore's southpaw Dave McNally in the last half of the second inning with Jim Lefevre. He'll be followed by Wes Parker and Jim Gilliam. Lefevre, a switch hitter, a right-handed swinger against Dave McNally. 4-1, low inside, almost hit Jim right in the right ankle. He was born in Inglewood, California. National League Rookie of the Year last season. Fastball is just inside, right at the belt, and the count two balls and no strikes. Lefevre waiting now, a 2-0 pitch from Dave McNally. Strike called as the Baltimore left hander got the inner portion around the letters. Danny Ozark coaching on the first base side for the Dodgers, and Preston Gomez at third. 2-1 pitch to Lefevre. Swing, fly ball, well hit, deep left field. Lefevre going back, looking up, forget it. Home run, Jim Lefevre. with the first Dodger hit of the ball game hit it all away way up in the seats in left field and it's now Baltimore 4 and the Dodgers 1 and the Dodgers as we mentioned earlier who have had to play catch up baseball on numerous occasions this year to win their pennant have to do it again this afternoon here is Wes Parker right handed swinger against McNally he takes the pitch high for a ball as we mentioned earlier Dodgers have no less than four switch hitters in their lineup this afternoon, and one of them at the plate right now in the person of Wes Parker. McNally's 1-0 pitch, strike call. He picked up the outer portion around the knees. The count even at the ball and the strike to Wes Parker. McNally throws way up high on the ball. I'm not sure what he was trying to let up on the pitch. Whatever he was trying to do, it didn't work. It was a wee bit out of the strike zone. Well, Wes uh, led the Dodgers in games played this year with 156. 2-1 pitch to Parker. Swinging a foul ball in the dirt behind the plate. And the count, two balls, two strikes to the Dodger first baseman. Two-two pitch coming to West Parker. McNally rocks over the rubber. Throw. Uh, ground ball down the first base side. Fair ball just on the line down in the right field corner. Parker going hard around first. Legging for two. And it evidently was picked off by a spectator down in that right field corner. Frank Robinson could not make any kind of a play. Bounced into the seats apparently. And West Parker has a ground rule double. A right-handed hitter. Hit that ball right on the short line, right down the first base side, and then it trickled out foul. And first base umpire Nestor Shylock had to put on quite an adroit and agile move to keep from being hit by the ball and make the call at the same time. So the Dodgers get a leadoff home run from the Beaver and a follow-up double by Wes Parker and bring to the plate the veteran Jim Gilliam. Aaron met on the mound with Aparicio and pitcher Dave McNally and talked things over just a little bit following Parker's double and the 
umpire on the right field foul line, Cal Dallin, went on down to the corner. It's spoke to a spectator about that possible interference, and it may have denied Parker the opportunity of a triple if it was there. One upping pitch now to Gilliam. Ball high outside as McCallie's fastball really failed. Dodger fans here at Dodger Stadium come to life. We see a stirring of activity in the Baltimore Orioles bullpen in the right field corner. Right-hander Mo Drabowski is warming in the Orioles bullpen. McNally deals high ball three. Second base, Wes Parker. Just slice and double down the right field line. And Gilliam waiting now a three nothing pitch from Dave McNally. The bird left hander ready to go. A look back to second. The pitch to the plate is high ball four. There's the walk to Gilliam. The second walk issued by Baltimore's Dave McNally. And it brings to the plate the fine veteran Dodger catcher, John Roseborough. Fourteenth season as a pro, which has ten seasons with the Dodgers since joining the club in Brooklyn during the 1957 season. Gilliam, Drysdale, and Kofax are the only others who played for the Dodgers in Brooklyn. Rosebera, left-handed hitter against the southpaw pitching of McNally. There are none out, none out. Dodger runners, Parker at second, Gilliam at first, McNally second. Pitch, breaking ball high, ball one. The Orioles four, the Dodgers one. We're in the last half of the second inning of game number one. And the Dodgers have brought pressure to bear on the young Baltimore Southpaw Dave McNally. McNally ready with a one-nothing left-hand batting Roseboro. He takes ball two. A little bit high and inside. Hank Bauer of the Orioles stirring a bit nervously down in the duckhouse. Now a 2 nothing pitch to Roseborough. Right down Broadway and a strike is called. And John apparently under wraps took it all away. Two and one. Orioles center field of Snyder laying rather deep in center a bit around toward the alley. Actually, the outfield's kind of fanned out, guarding all the exits against Roseboro, who may hit, may hit the ball anywhere. 2-1 pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike two. And John didn't all the whole lot back, I'll guarantee you. Two balls, two strikes to Roseboro. Not out. Dodger runners first and second. And Drysdale, the on-deck hitter. And I'm sure all of you are aware of the fact that he's a fine hitting pitcher. Two pitch to Roseborough. Here it is. Ground ball just fouled outside the first. Sharply spiked ground ball down the first base side on the cow pole. Two balls, two strikes. Two 
few moments ago, Baltimore reliever Mo Grabowski started a warm in the Oriole bullpen. So now both bullpens have been activated, and we have yet to complete two innings of the first game. 2-2 the count to roll for McNally ready, the left-handed throw. Look out. Foul ball. Hold on a minute. This bit right over Rosa's head and nicks the bat and Karen foul. And Dave McNally and the Orioles come up with a pretty good break. Rosa didn't have to duck very much at all, but that bat was cocked right up behind the left ear and the ball picked it off. Neatly as could be. Karen foul. Right now, uh, the game will be held up momentarily. Pitching coach Harry Brackeen, one of the greats in this fine game of baseball, is on his way to the mound, and he will now talk briefly with uh, pitcher Dave McNally and catcher Andy Etchabar. Bob Prince? Well, Chuck, while we have this momentary delay, we'd like to say that professional baseball has every right to be proud of its college scholarship program. Inaugurated in 1961, the plan provides college scholarships to qualified boys when they sign as professional baseball players. More than 570 boys have received scholarships under this program. Many are playing ball in the summer and going to college in the off-season. Some who could not make the grade in baseball now are pursuing their studies full-time with expenses paid by baseball. Well, Brakeen has made his trip to the mound, and uh, that settles that down. Naturally, out there being the great pitching coach he is, to the young McNally. It's a two-ball, two-strike count. It's four to one, Baltimore leading, but the Dodgers threatening with two on in the second. Here's Chuck Thompson. Two and two, the count rolls for McNally ready to go. And here's his pitch. Ground ball, pump foul outside of first, and the count holds two and two. three of the Baltimore Orioles active players have ever participated in a World Series before. Frank Robinson, Stu Millen, and shortstop Luis Aparicio. Eighteen of the Dodgers have had and felt this kind of pressure before. The 2-2 pitch. Fly ball hit off the alley right center field going high left side coming up with the ball still going. He dives, makes a one-handed grab in the alley and right center field and the runners will have to hold. Snyder, a little slow, cracking the ball, and then finally got a line on it and extended the left arm, full length, and smeared the drive of the alley in right center field to take away an extra base hit from John Rosebud. Well, that's the defensive play of the ball game so far. One out of the inning. And Don Drysdale is not going to bat. He will not bat. We are going to get Dick Stewart. Dick Stewart. A former American leaguer, and he knows McNally, and Stewart has had in his career success against left-handers. And if there's anyone in baseball who is not aware of the fact that Stewart's a power hitter, I'd be hard-pressed to say where you've been the last few years. His greatest year in baseball, of course, was 1956 with Lincoln in the Western League when this Big Brownie first baseman hit 66 home runs. In two American League seasons, he knocked in 118 and 114 runs. Led the league in 1963, finishing second to Brooks Robinson of the Orioles in 1964. And here he is at the plate now, Dick Stewart. Pinch hitting for Don Drysdale. One out. 
Dodger runners, Gilliam at first, West Parker at second, one run in, Baltimore four, Dodgers one in this last half of the second inning. McNally's ready and is pitched to Stewart. High ball one. So Drysdale now is officially out of the ball game, pitching two complete innings, four runs, four hits, two offs, and a strikeout. Out for the right hand batting Dick Stewart. McNally ready to go again. The bird lefty fires. Swing and a miss. And the count a ball and a strike. Now the one one offering. Gilliam leading first, Parker at second. McNally ready to go. Pitch, swing and a miss, strike two. And McNally seems to have been content to fastball, Stewart. He was down and in with the first one and then up and away with the second one. And now is ahead of the count of the ball, two strikes to the pinch hitter, Dick Stewart. Pitch coming down to Stewart. McNally fires. Fly ball. Well hit. Deep right center. Frank Robinson tracking back. Still going back. Still back along the warning track. He's there. Robinson makes the grab deep in the alley against the wall, 390 feet away for the second out of the inning. After the catch, Wes Parker tags at second and races on to third. Gilliam holds first base, but Stewart hit that ball almost about as far as you can hit it in that direction and still keep it in the ballpark. Frank was close to the wall underneath the 390-foot sign in right center before he hauled it in. Two down. And now at the place, Harry Will, time call right now, Frank Robinson coming in toward his second baseman, Davey Johnson. And he has something to say to Dave Johnson right now out of the outfield draft. Dave leads him now at the dead run. Here's Johnson coming across the skin of the infield. He may go to the mound. He comes in toward the edge of the infield grass, said something to pitcher Dave McNally. And now backs off to his normal second base position. Parker third. Gilliam first, two down, bottom of the second. And Maury Wills at the plate. He walked in the first inning and promptly swiped second base. And then McNally got the Dodgers in order. First pitch to Maury Wills. Upside. Ball one. Finale's one nothing pitch to Wills. Fly ball foul off the first base side out of play. Ball and a strike to Maury. Well, I don't know where you'd go to find a seat in this great and beautiful ballpark in Chavez Ravine. And that includes this booth. They're all gone. One ball and one strike. 
Kamari Wills. McNally sets and throws. He's high. Two balls, one strike. Now Dave wants another baseball. Etcheveron spends a little time rubbing down the new ball, just in an effort to slow McNally down somewhat. The Oriole bullpen, still active, right-hander Mo Grabowski, is just staying loose. Two balls, one strike, the count to Wills. McNally sets, kicks and throws. He's way outside the high, three and one. Dave McNally had a chance to pitch in competition. The same thing happened to him. He had a very troublesome first three innings. As a matter of fact, he gave up eight hits in the first three innings that he worked and then settled on from there over the next uh, five to allow the three hits. Now he has a 3-1 pitch to make to Wills. Here it is. Swing and a miss. Wills was going on the 3-1. Full count tomorrow. Three and two. Here's the pitch. One out and missed. He struck him out. And you talk about a pressure performance from a rookie. Dave McNally battles the Dodgers to a standstill. A leadoff home run to Lefebvre. A double by Parker. Are the two Dodger base hits in the inning. One run, two hits, no Oriole errors, and two men left. At the end of two complete, Baltimore four, Los Angeles one. The Orioles will come to that at the top of the third inning against the new Dodger Hurley. Drysdale, out of the game for the pinch-hitting effort of Dick Stewart, worked the first two innings. Four days in, two on. Drysdale recorded a strikeout and is charged with a four-run and gives way now to Joe Muller. Muller, uh, over the year with the Dodgers, appeared in 29 games, pitching 78 and two-third innings, 73 base hits, 22 earned runs, he walked 14, struck out 31, and pitched to an earned run of 2.51. Joe Muller. And the first hitter to face him will be Baltimore's third baseman, Brooks Robinson, who homered in the first inning following the two-run home run by Frank Robinson. Robinson facing the right-handed Joe Muller. And the first offering coming to Brooks. High foul out of play. Strike one. Right back, a good breaking ball for Muller and a strike two call. Fine looking pitch. Two strike pitch to Brooks, fouled away on the ground on the third base side, and the count holds two strikes. Well, they've just posted the attendance uh, here at Dodger Stadium for the first game of the 66 World Series at 55,941. Two strike pitch to Brooks Robinson. Chuck missed, blown outside. One and two. Joe Moeller now 
now on the mound for the Dodgers, replacing Drysdale. Bob? Chuck, I'm quite certain that the ball players are aware of the fact with this huge attendance here and what they'll have in Baltimore, there's a little bit more than just uh, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. A little bit more than just prestige, huh? Mm-hmm. Now the one-two pitch. Ground ball hit off the third base side, charging short of back. Gilliam with a good belt high grab. The throw on the first is in time to get Brooks Robinson for the first out of the inning. Brooks returns the ground ball to third baseman Gilliam. Here now, Oriole first baseman Boog Powell, who in his first at bat on a check swing fouled to the third baseman Gilliam. This is a great big man, the biggest of the Orioles, with awesome power, and over the last part of the year has battled the injury bugaboo. Strike called, Luke. Powell sustained a chip fracture of the ring finger of the left hand against Detroit, and in the final week of the year, re-injured his right wrist. So he's got a sore left hand and a sore right wrist. One strike pitch. Inside, the big fella backs off without any trouble on the count of the ball and a strike. One out, one out. A ball and a strike to left hand hitting Boog Powell. And the 1 1 pitch. Low and a ball. 2 and 1. Bleffery, the on-deck hitter for Baltimore. Pitch. Just outside low. Three and one. Luke Powell has, in his career with the Orioles, hit some of those home runs you call tape measure home runs. Now your 3-1 pitch. Muller rocks and throws. Swing and a miss, strike two, but he didn't hold back. Oh, my goodness. However, Brooks Robinson, or rather Frank Robinson, is the only Oriole ever to have hit a home run completely out of Memorial Stadium in Baltimore. 3-2 pitch to Boog Powell. Ground ball, hit right toward the shortstop, Wills. Comes up on a peculiar hop off the left shoulder. He made the grab and throw on the first and tried to get Powell. Alan, uh... Threatened a bad hop right by Mari, but with his quick hands, he stirred it right off the left shoulder and uh, threw him out. Two down in the Baltimore third, and now here is Kurt Bleffery. This is a young man that takes a good deal of kidding on occasion from his teammates, particularly from Frank Robbins. Frank refers to this fellow as Clank, meaning that he carries an iron glove. Actually, he is not that bad a defensive ball player. In release of Drysdale, rocks over the rubber and deals. Ah, pop-up. This one out of the shallow center field on the outfield grass, backing and waiting, shortstop Mari Wills makes the catch, and the Orioles, for the first time today, are three up and three down. We had a two and a half for sure. Baltimore, four, Los Angeles, one. Dodgers will come on in the last half of the third inning against uh, Baltimore Jay McNally with Willie Davis, center fielder. In the first inning, Davis pops to the shortstop Aparicio, left-hander. And McNally's first offering to Willie, swinging a high pop-up, middle of the infield. Dave Johnson calling for it. The second baseman gives way now to the shortstop Aparicio. And Aparicio, on the first base side of second, grabs the pop-up for the first out of the inning. 
Sanchez, Ray Davis. Top to the shortstop Aparicio on the first day side of the bag in second. And here now, Lou Johnson. He's fly to the center fielder, Russ Snyder. In the first inning. Right hand hitter right down on the end of the bat is Lou. Change up is in the dirt and a ball. You know, we never even so much as mentioned the weather out here in Los Angeles this afternoon, and that's an unpardonable crime. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Now the one nothing pitch to Lou Johnson. McNally brings the arm down, rips a fastball and strike call. Ball and a strike to Johnson. Two fleecy clouds overhead, a lot of sunshine, and perfect. Perfect baseball weather. Now the 1 1 pitch coming to Johnson. High, ball, 2 and 1. to Johnson. One out, not on. Last half of the third inning. Score, Baltimore four, Dodgers one. And for those of you who perhaps have just tuned our way, the Orioles got off to a big start in the first inning with a two-run home run from Frank Robinson and a solo home run from Brooks. Added one more run in the second. High. Plus three, and this one was really high. Now then, a few of these change-ups that McNally will try to throw will result in a pitch like the one we've just witnessed. Now a 3-2 pitch to Johnson. All four. A walk to Johnson. The third walk issued this afternoon by the Baltimore left-hander Dave McNally. One out. Dodger runner at first, Johnson. And here now is Tommy Davis. Tommy went out on the ground ball to third baseman Brooks Robinson in the first inning. The uh, fine uh, Dodger outfielder has really had to battle the injury jinx. Walking out a bit of a lead at first base, Lou Johnson, holding with him, first baseman Powell. McNally sets, looks the first, comes to the plate, missing high and away with the ball. Breaking ball, but just didn't break. pitch to Tommy Davis. Miss low on the outside. Two and all now. Brooks Robinson the third. Aparicio the shortstop. Dave Johnson the second baseman. Moves Powell at first. And McNally ready. Two nothing pitch to Tommy Davis. All three. Chavara now uh, walks the ball back out to the mound to his pitcher Dave McNally in an effort to slow him down, try and settle him down. And again, the sign has gone to the Oriole bullpen. And again, I believe it will be Mo Grabowski. One out in the Dodger half of the first. Runner at first, Johnson. 
A count of three balls, no strikes to Tommy Davis. As McNally is ready to go. The pitch. Ball four. Back to back walk. The Dodgers again put the pressure on the birds. And right now we'll pause 30 seconds for station identification. WGY, WGFM, Schenectady. Your radio has not gone cuckoo. That's merely the sound of Saratoga Vichy and its long-lasting fizz. The story behind that fizz is even stranger than the sound. You see, nature carbonates Saratoga Vichy, giving it a perky little fizz with incredible staying power. It keeps drinks fresh far longer than club soda or any of the imitation vichies. Saratoga, the authentic vichy in the yellow label. The account of a lone Dodger run. McNally sits, swing and a miss. Strike one from the Beavers, who has a good deal more power as a right-handed hitter than as a left-handed hitter. And demonstrated that power as lead-off batsman in the second. strike the count to right hand swinging receiver. McNally is ready to go. Third lefty sit way outside almost a wild six. One ball and one strike for receiver. Now Aparicio on the dead run races to the mound to talk McNally. Bob Miller is up and throwing in the Dodger bullpen. Mo Grabowski. In the Oriole bullpen. We're in the bottom of the third. One out of the inning. Dodger runners, first and second. And the fever waiting now. A 1 1 tip from McNally. Here it is. Change up. Just missed inside. Now two balls, one strike. Fine looking off speed pitch from McNally, but just missed a bit inside around the left. Ball three, three and one to Lefevre. Hank Bauer has now, well, he has one more step to take to get out of the Oriole dugout. He is right up on the step. Back in Baltimore, sometimes we call that the launching platform. Three and one, the count to Lefevre. The valley set. Big pitch come. Here it is. He has walked the bases loaded. And Hank Power has now come out of the Orioles' dugout and is slowly walking to the mound. No sign has been given to the bullpen as yet. Power looks that way, now signs that way, and it means that the Orioles will bring in Mo Drabowski and the young left-hander Dave McNally has run into control problems in the third inning. Walking the bases loaded will be lifted. McNally has pitched two and one-third inning. He has allowed a total of five walks. Walked five for Dodgers. The Dodgers have nicking for two base hits. One of those, a home run by Lefevre. Another was a double by Wes Parker. 
The strikeout column for Dave McNally shows one. And of course, he's charged with a one Dodger run and is responsible for the three on base. Bob Prince. Okay, Chuck Thompson, and they've just sent over information from Alan Roth and Jim Simpson, who are helping us out here statistically, that young McNally has just tossed 63 pitches, and that is an uncommon number to be uh, going up to that plate, especially when you haven't gone the full uh, three innings. In fact, uh, they like to try to get you in on a complete ball game at around 120, 125, and then, you know, you're humming it up pretty good. Say, when families get shaken up by a serious problem, they often get help at their local family service agency. In many ways, also, families get help at Salvation Army and Legal Aid and Red Cross. These health and welfare agencies are supported by many United Funds and community checks. And so is USO, morale booster for the Sons of American Families and the Armed Forces. Your one gift works many, many wonders. When the United Fund or Community Trust Drive opens in your town, give the United Way. Well, Dramaski would not be a total stranger to the Dodger Ball Club, having pitched against them when he was uh, with Chicago. But for most of these youngsters, however, on the Dodger Ball Club, like Lou Johnson and uh, company, Lefevre and Wes Parker, you uh, would know, of course, they've never seen him before. So, it's a bases-loaded situation. He popped Willie Davis up here in the third, and then uh, Chuck just described, walked the bases full, and there just isn't any more room as Mr. Parker stands in. Against Paul Dravowski, who had a fine year with the Orioles, but in 45 games, Dravowski won six without the seat. Pitch to an earned run of 2.81. Along the way, with his relief work, he also made three starts for Baltimore. And he also picked up four saves as a reliever. Dabowski, a right-hander, who throws hard, and now the southpaw swing to Wes Parker. He doubled as a right-handed batter on the second. Dabowski deals, strike call, foot-breaking ball. There's a Dodger, Lou Johnson at third, Tom Davis at second, and Jim LaFever at first. One out of the inning, base is loaded, one strike pitch, just inside, and the count evens one ball, one strike to Wes Parker. Coming to West Parker, Drabowski fires. Strike two ball. He picks up the outer portion just above the knees. And I'm sure you heard the crowd reaction. No words now. One and two, the count to Parker. Dramowski picks up a strikeout. The second out of the inning. And 
now the batter is Jim Gilliam, third baseman who walked in the second inning. Among five free tickets issued by the Baltimore starter, Dave McNally, this afternoon. Two down of the Dodger third, Baltimore four, Los Angeles one. Bases loaded, and Gilliam looks out to Mo Drabowski. Drabowski's wide and fifth, swing and a miss, drag one, he just pumped it right by him. Drabowski looks to third. Checking on Luke Johnson. Two to wind the pitch. Missed inside low. A ball and a strike. Now the 1 1 pitch. Strike two ball. Gilliam. Gets a foul strike over the inner portion of the hands. The ball and two strikes. Two down and the bases loaded. The first game of a 1966 series. Now the one-two pitch to Gilliam. Zabowski is ready. Here it is. Just outside, two and two. Drabowski on the follow-through just froze. Stared at the plate, waiting for Etcheberry to return the ball. And we're ready once more. The two-two pitch to Gilliam with the bases loaded and two outs. Drabowski Ross fires just inside, and that'll fill the count now. Bob Prince said no room for Mr. Gilliam. Johnson at third, Tom Davis at second, Jim Lefevre at first. Two out, bases loaded, 3-2 pitch coming. The action play of baseball. Everybody will wheel and go. Left hand hitting Gilliam at the plate. Powell is kind of deep down there at first base. He will work from the stretch. The set and the 3 2. Foul ball out of play. Three and two, the count to Junior Gilliam. And just relaxes momentarily now as Drabowski grabbed the rosin and now it begins to build up as he tows the rubber to pick up the five. To the brief stretch, the set. The runners go, the pitch is a call for inside. A walk with the bases loaded and the Dodgers have their second run. This one also charged to the now departed Dave McNally. And in this minute, the fourth walk by Oriole Pitching, and the bases remain loaded with two outs. The first walk issued by Drabowski. 
four free tickets. Handed out by Baltimore Pitching in the last half of the third, and the Dodgers narrow the gap. Baltimore four, Los Angeles two. And here is Roseboro. Time called as Roseboro backs off momentarily. Key to the move, the first pitch to Rosara is a check swing ball down low. He started to offer, took the full stride into the pitch, and then just passed the bat. Albert Steady, ball one. Base is loaded, two outs. Rabowski throws high, pop up. Behind the plate foul. Let's Baron coming back, looking up in the tough sun. The young Oriole catcher makes the grab for the final out of the inning. Rosemara fouls out the catcher Echebarren. The Dodgers in their half of the third. One run without benefit of a base hit. No Oriole errors. Three are left at the end of three complete now. The score, Baltimore four, Los Angeles two. Well, we'll go now to the Oriole half of the fourth inning. And the leadoff hitter will be second baseman Dave Johnson. to be followed by catcher Andy Echebarren and the pitcher Mo Drabowski. And up on the mound, Joe Mulder who retired the Orioles in order in the third inning. The first time that's occurred this afternoon here in the early inning. Top of the fourth. Dave Johnson, a strikeout victim against starter Don Drysdale in the first inning. Right-handed batter. Muller's first offering to Dave Johnson. Missed outside the ball. Love the sense of humor of baseball fans. I couldn't help but overhear that remark. Now the one nothing pitch coming down. Swing line drive deep left field. Back of the ball goes Tommy Davis still going back. He will not get to it. It bounces in the warning track and then into the seat. And racing to second base goes Dave Johnson. Hold on, it didn't get the seat. It bounced off that screen. And then came back out of the playing field. And Tommy Davis uh, had to retrieve it. The ball was in play all the way. Bounced in the warning track. Hit the screen in front of the bullpen out there. In the left field corner. Carom back. And the umpire, Mel Steiner, right on the scene, gave us the safe call all the way. Johnson races in with a stand-up double. Line drive over the head of left fielder Tommy Davis. The caromed off the screen and back away from Tommy. By the time he retrieved, Johnson had an easy double. And the batter, Andy Etchebar. Pitch to Etchebarren. Ball outside. The double by Dave Johnson. The first hit the birds have had off Joe Mulder. Mulder ready to go. Right hand of steps and throws. Swing ground ball off the first base side of the infield. Dave Johnson takes third as Lefevre makes the pickup of the throw to Parker at first in time to get Etchebarren. Giving himself up. Obviously trying to hit the ball to that first base side of the infield. Advances Dave Johnson to third with one out. And up to the plate now, pitcher Mo Drabowski. And one out. Runner at third is Dave Johnson. He is a fine base runner with good speed. And in this instance, the Dodgers will play their infield up all the way around. About a step back off the infield grass all the way. The pitch to Mo Drabowski. Ball low outside. at first, giving a third about even with a bag, and wide of it, of course. 
Graham, the shortstop, Wills, second baseman, the fever, just a step back off the infield grass. One out. Muller rocks to the line. It's coming to Drabowski. Ball down low. Two balls, no strikes. Drabowski has requested time, stepped out very briefly, now back in. Drabowski hits them as he throws them from the third base side, right-handed. Two balls, no strikes. The pitch coming. He squares the bunch, took the pitch, roll it outside for a ball. Just kind of ran the hands up the bat, looked at it all the way, and uh, the birds didn't have anything going. Apparently, Drabowski was just taking in that fashion. Three balls, no strikes. pitch. Muller fires. Ball four. Low and outside. A walk to pitcher Mo Drabowski. Muller's first. And the second issued, or rather the third, issued by Dodger Hurling today. Just checking the scorecard. We hope you'll do it with us. Uh, it looks as though there have been nine walks in this ball game so far, and we haven't cleared the top of the fourth. Walking through Dodger Stadium. Runners at first and third, and now the Dodger infield backs off to what could be referred to as a double play depth. As Aparicio steps in, he's 0 for 2. Pitch to Aparicio, low, and a good save from Rosebera. Ball 1. It's Baltimore 4, Los Angeles 2, here on the top of the fourth. Johnson opened the Oriole fourth inning with a line double in the left field. Took third to touch a Baron, grounded it out to the second baseman. Then Drabowski walked. And now the one nothing pitch to Aparicio. Runners first and third. Here it is. Look out. Get high inside. Louis rocks out of the way in the count of 2-0. And, and you feel kind of a uneasy sort of tension uh, mounting among the Dodger fans here. Miller and Brewer. Brewer, a left-hander working in the Dodger bullpen. Brewer and Miller are both warming in the Dodger bullpen. Uh, Miller, Jim Brewer. And Aparicio at the plate waiting a 2 nothing pitch from Moeller. Here it is. High, ball three. Mauricio now backs out with a quick uh, let the third base coach Billy Hunter as to hitting uh, or taking on 3 nothing. And you're right. Here's the pitch. He takes. Strike is called. Three and one. Three-one pitch to Aparicio. Muller fires. Swing ground ball off the third base side. Shortstop fire to the right. Makes the pickup. The throw at second base for one on the first base. No, they don't get the double play on the run score. Molly Wills had to go a little way toward the pole. Hard to his right. Glove is slipping on into the fever. That's uh, fourth. Grabowski coming into second base. Jim uh, fired back to Parker first, but not in time to get the speedy Aparicio, who knocks in the Orioles. Fifth run of the afternoon. 
on the fourth of Drabowski at second base. Two down, and now the batter, left-hand hitting Russ Snyder, who's walked and singled and knocked in a run. Quick throw to first, and this one almost found a spectator. Marco really had to get up in the air to grab what might have been a, an error on the part of Moeller. Aparicio with a good lead to set by Moeller. Quick throw to first, back safely as Aparicio, diving back this time, and a much better throw from Moeller. Snyder requests time back south, looking to first base. Dodger infield, third baseman Gilliam up in that cutout portion of the infield. And the other infield is up a step or two against Snyder. Moeller throws. He's got a strike call. Right fielder Johnson kind of holds his own straight away right field for the left hand hitting of Snyder, but center fielder Willie Davis shades a bit toward left center, up shallow, and favoring the foul line in left field, Tommy Davis. One strike to count to Snyder. Moeller ready. Pitch. High and outside. One and one. Just you were talking about the bases on balls, nine here. The most uh, bases on balls in the World Series is 19. If they approach that record, there might be a few late suppers. <laughs> Not to mention a few upset stomachs. And here's the ball inside and low to Snyder, two and one. Count to Snyder. Two out of the inning. Aparicio leading first. Mulder set. There goes Aparicio. Pitch is swung on and fouled out of play. Aparicio breaking with a pitch. Snyder fouled it out of play. Two and two. Well, this first game of the 66 series got off to a quick start with the Orioles scoring three times. They added the fourth run on the top of the second. The Dodgers came back with one in the second, one in the third. Now, five to Baltimore. Ground ball hit toward the charging second baseman receiver. Comes up at a belt high hop. Quick throw to first catch Snyder, and that's it for Baltimore. And they're half of the fourth inning. One run in the inning on one base hit. There were no Dodger errors, and a man is left. At the end of three and one half innings to play, the score, Baltimore five, Los Angeles two. Will come out as a pinch hitter, Jim Barbieri, the second Dodger pinch hitter of the ballgame. Stewart batted for Drysdale in second, and now Barbieri batting for Moeller here on the fourth. In 39 games this year, this little man hit 280. He's 5'7 and a half. Born and still lives in Schenectady, New York. Drabowski to the line, and the first pitch to the left-handed batter is a strike call over the inside portion around the knees. One strike pitch to Barbieri. A little tight this time on the ball. One ball, one strike. He looks at the pitch low inside, and the count two balls, one strike. Jim played in the minors in the Dodger organization for six and a half years. Speaks before being brought up to the Dodgers early in July. 2-1 pitch to Barbieri. Strike called. 2-2 two two to Jim. Barbieri. 
Barbier, he backed out after the pitch and now steps in, ready to go again. Drabowski throws low. Full count. We've had a few of those this afternoon. Uh, this little man was brought up from Spokane. He was leading the Pacific Coast League in hitting with a 355 average. Grabowski's 3-2 pitch to Barbieri. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Barbieri goes down swinging for Mo Grabowski, his second strikeout. One out of the inning. Time of the order and Mari will. Now Mari will move around to the first base side of the plate. As a left-handed batter, in the first inning, Mari walked, promptly stole second. In the second inning, he struck out. The good Dodger speed is made even a greater threat on the right-handed pitchers because of their switch hitters and the added step they pick up. A strike is called to Mari Wills. Aparicio up rather shallow at shortstop. Dave Johnson playing back about normally. Powell just behind the bag at first. Pitch coming to Mari Wills. Strike two called. Amari ran the hands up the bat and just waved at it. Didn't try to hit it. Just looked it into the middle of the catcher, Echebaron. Left fielder Kurt Lefry is up extremely shallow and toward the foul line. The center fielder Snyder also shallow toward the alley and left center. Grabowski's two-strike pitch. Struck him out. Swing and a miss. Actually, a foul tip is signed by plate umpire Zukowski, and Echebaron held on, and Drabowski records his third strikeout, the second out of the inning. Two down, and here is Willie Davis. Out to short, twice. Two out and on, bottom of the fourth. Score, Baltimore five, the Los Angeles Dodgers two. The Birds five runs, five hits. The Dodgers two runs, two hits. Foul ball coming back up out of play. Change up is hit foul down the first base side toward the Oriole dugout. And the count now two strikes to Willie Davis. Strike this to Willie Davis. I of all two strikes. Close to the way the Orioles played Mari Wills. Now Snyder is deep in center field around toward the alley in right center. Lefty laying back deep in left field. Robinson deep in right. Pitch too high. Two balls, two strikes. And the infield is cut around to the first base side with Dave Johnson, the deepest man, almost to the edge of the outfield grass. Two and two to Willie Davis. Drabowski fires. Struck him out. Swing and another foul tip. And Baron held on. So Drabowski fans the side at the end of four. Full innings to play. The score, Baltimore five, Los Angeles two. Well, as they batted for pitcher Joe Muller, we'll have a new hurler coming on for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And here's Chuck Thompson to tell you all about it. It's going to be Bob Miller. Uh, replacing uh, Muller, who went two innings, uh, allowed a base hit. M- Muller walked the batter, didn't strike anybody out, and is charged with an Oriole run. And uh, on in his place now is Bob Miller. Miller uh, appeared in 29 games for the Dodgers this year. Check that, make that 46 games for Miller. 84 in the third inning, and 70 base hits. 
29 walks, 58 strikeouts to an earned run of 2.79. And a one and loss record, four wins, two defeats. Born in St. Louis, Missouri. Now lives here in California. In his tenth uh, year as a pro. He led the National League in games in 1964 with 74, which is a Dodger record, tying Jim Constante's National League record, which has since been broken by uh, Ted Abernathy. So we have Bob Miller. And the first batter to face Bob Miller will be right fielder Frank Robinson, who sparked the bird in the very first inning. Following a walk to Russ Snyder, Frank Robinson exploded for a towering home run in the seats from the left field corner. And Brooks Robinson matched it with a solo home run. The first Triple Crown winner since Mickey Mantle won it in 1956. Miller's first offering, low and outside, ball one. In the fine and great city of Baltimore, a lot of people refer to this man as Mr. Hit. Given Baltimore the greatest year. The one nothing pitch to Frank Robinson. High fly ball, center field. Coming in on the ball, Willie Davis. Still coming, still coming. He's there and he's got it. Side of retirement and a fly ball to center fielder Willie Davis. And now Brooks Robinson. Homer to the first and ground to the third in the third inning. Bob Miller's first offering to Brooks Robinson. Swinging another high fly ball in the same general area. Here comes Willie Davis charging into the alley left center. Backpedaling, though, Will's the shortstop. And it's Will's the shortstop. Backing under it for the second out of the inning. Two up, two down. And Abdul Powell, who fouled to the third baseman in the first inning. And grounded to the shortstop in the third. Miller's ready. The first offering to Powell. Low and outside. Ball one. One nothing pitch. Strike called as he picks up the outside portion. Right around the knee. One and one. Good off-speed pitch from Bob Miller. Two out and on. Orioles five, Dodgers two at the top of the fifth inning. Powell waits. Miller throws. Inside, came right on through Roseboro, back toward the screen. A count of two balls, one strike. Pitch to Boog Powell. Swing and a ground ball foul down the first base side, and a count now two balls, two strikes. The 63rd World Series. American League teams have a 37 to 25 edge in series competition, but the National League teams have won the last three series and eight of the last 12. 2-2 to Powell. Ground ball down the third base side. It is a fair ball over the bag and out of the foul territory in deep left field corner. Powell falls down going around first base. Gets up and now races to second base and will get in there without attracting a throw. Powell 
turned the bag and fell down. And then recovered in time to move on into second base for a double. And time is called. First base coach Gene Woodling. I see the bag has come free down there. So you get an idea of the size of Blue Powell. You suppose that might have been recorded somewhere on a seismograph as a minor quake? <laughs> Uh, Boog is a big, strong man, and as he hit the bag, making his turn to take off the second base, the bag came free, and that is what threw Powell down onto all fours, hands and knees, and he recovered and took off to second base. Powell left-hand hitting, slices a double down the third baseline, much the way uh, Wes Parker, uh, the right-hand hitter in the second inning for the Dodgers, banged one down the first baseline. In the program, Boog Powell is shown at six foot three and two hundred and forty pounds. Years ago, when this young man was coming into the Oriole system, his weight was the chief topic of conversation. And no less a fine baseball man than Mr. Larry McPhail said that in his humble opinion, he felt that there were only two things that could keep Boog Powell from becoming a fine major league ball player. A knight and a fourth. Major League Baseball set a new attendance record again this year, but almost 4 million persons who watched America's favorite game in 1966 aren't included in the record 25 million paid attendance. The big league clubs entertained 3,930,000 free groups as part of their contribution to their communities. Now, these groups included youngsters, handicapped persons, senior citizens, servicemen, hospitalized veterans, clergymen, and workers in community welfare programs. Well, the bag has been repaired at first base. Powell at second with a double. Two down, and the batter will be Kurt Leffery. Austin has gone to the mound and is chatting a little bit with Bob Miller. How about Kurt Leffery? Leffery ripped his first World Series base hit. He the first inning a line single into right field. In the third inning, the left-handed swinger popped to the shortstop. And his first pitch to Bleffery. Ball inside. Bleffery was originally signed to baseball to the New York Yankees. Miller ready. And the one nothing pitch to the left hand batting Bleffery. Inside again, ball two. This man, a very keen judge of balls and strikes, is Kurt Leffery, and has contributed many timely walks to go along with his power of 23 home runs this year, and as a rookie a year ago, 22 home runs. 2 nothing pitch, outside high, ball three. Right-handed Bob Miller working to the left-hand swinging Kurt Leffery. The count, 3-0. and oh. And there's the ball for outside to give Bleffery the intentional walk. Behind in the count, 3-0, the Dodgers would not take the chance. Reflecting now on the visit of Austin to the mound, talking to Bob Miller, this may have been just exactly what he was supposed to do, pitching very carefully, and if he get behind to him, we'll just put him on. Here now, Dave Johnson, who struck out of the first inning and doubled, in the fourth inning. The score, Baltimore 5, Dodgers 2, 2 out and 2 on, top of the fifth inning. Johnson, a right-handed batter. For the right-hand pitching of Bob Miller. 
check, swing, ground ball off the first base side. Second base from Lefevre. Gobbles it up. Throws out to first, and that's it for the Orioles. And there has the fifth inning. No runs. One base hit. With no Dodger errors, two men are left on. At the end of four and one half innings to play, the score, Baltimore five, Los Angeles two. First game of the 66 World Series. Now rolls to the last half of the fifth inning with the Orioles leading the Dodgers 5-2. And it's my great pleasure to bring the microphone around now in front of an old friend and a greatly respected broadcaster, Mr. Bob Prince. Bob, good to be with you. Thank you, Chuck. Very good to be with you. And Lou Johnson leads it off here now in the Dodger fifth with a 5-2. A score staring him in the face. Johnson walked in the third. Swings and he doesn't get the first pitch of fastball on the outside 0-1. Dodger scoring is sort of in a walk-trot fashion here so far today. Lefevre homered and trotted, and in the third they just walked around enough men until they finally got one in. So that accounts for their two runs. Baltimore firepower disposing of Don Drake. First couple of innings, Johnson takes a wicked cut. 0-2. Lou Johnson playing right field this afternoon for the Dodgers. Mo Drabowski in relief of McNally. Sends it inside right off the fifth for a ball. One and two. 55,941 looking on. Beautiful sun-drenched Southern California. Ball one strike two pitch. There's a fastball he struck him out and Drabowski now has recorded four consecutive strikeouts. Struck out the side in the fourth and leads off the fifth in the same fashion. Six strikeouts in all. Five of them for Mo Grabowski. Here's Tommy Davis, who grounded the third his first time up, and drew a base on balls in the third. With McNally pitching, and then when McNally walked Lefevre, Parker came to the plate to face Grabowski and uh, struck out. Tommy Davis fouling it back, 0-1. Tommy, you know, won two consecutive National League batting championships before an unfortunate injury struck him down and really hampered his ability to stay in there and swing. No balls, one strike, 5-2, the Baltimore Orioles in the bottom of the fifth, one out and none on. Outfield around to the left of Tommy Davis, fastballs in at the letters, 0-2. National League umpire Bill Jakowski calling the balls and strikes with Nestor Shalak at first, Chris Pelicutis, Johnny Rice, Mel Steiner, and Cal Drummond rounding out this fine crew of umpires. The ball, one and two. A little bit of a gap in the right center field. Here's the one-two pitch, and there's a swing and a foul. Loops over to the right out of play. 335 down both lines, and then it goes right on out to 370, and ultimately 410 straight away in one of the world's truly most beautiful ballparks, Dodger Stadium. One ball, two strikes. Grabowski working to Tommy Davis, the right-hand batter. Lines a foul way down the right field line and out of play. One and two. We've had one World Series record tied here today by Baltimore. Successive home runs by Frank and Brooks Robinson. Puts them in the elite with the Yankees in Washington, who did it. And they flirted with a couple of others. The one-two pitch, just upstairs, two-two. Drabowski's flirting with one now. He has retired four on strikeouts. The record is six in succession. And this, of course, only World Series we're talking about. He struck him out. That is strikeout number seven. So one, two, three, four, five in a row have gone down. Horace 
Ellard of Cincinnati way back in 1919 had six consecutive strikeouts. And that is the record. Now Lefebvre, the switch batter, who homered in the second and walked in the third. A snag at the belt call. Mulgrimowski was 5-0 and with four saves as a reliever. Turned in several brilliant efforts, the most notable of which occurred back in July when he relieved Braybender, worked four perfect innings, struck out eight, including five straight to defeat Detroit. There's a looping foul to the left side and back out of play on two. by Frank Robinson in the uh, Frank Robinson in the first inning had a man aboard uh, Russ Snyder who had walked then uh, Brooks Robinson tattooed one down the left center line no ball two strikes to Lefevre foul ball down the right line hit a curveball hit it deep in the right Andy Etchebarren walked in the Baltimore second and scored when Russ Snyder singled and in the fourth David Johnson doubled the left moved over to third on an infield out and scored on a force play get into by Luis Aparicio. So that accounts for the five runs for Baltimore. We're in the bottom of the fifth, two down, none on. Five to the Orioles. They play him straight out. Pitch to Lefevre. His let up on, he stays outside with it. A ball, one and two. One ball, two strike wind up. Grabowski delivers. He stuck him out and he ties the record. Six consecutive strikeouts as Lefevre goes down swinging. And at the end now of five innings of that was three up and three down. Baltimore leading the Los Angeles Dodgers five to two. We pause 30 seconds for station identification. Chances are you take Saratoga Vichy for granted. Well, don't. What you're being so blase about happens to be one of the most extraordinary natural products in all the world. People send for it from all over, both for its curious taste and for that remarkably long-lived carbonation the Vichy people are always talking about. Saratoga Vichy, the only mixer we know of that people built a city just to be near. WGY, WGFM, Schenectady. So it is Drysdale's game to lose as it now stands, and Drabowski's to win as it now stands. He's going to play Etcheberry in a right-hand batter pretty well around to left. They'll gap him in right center field, and he bunted right through that one for a strike, 0-1. Shane Gilliam deep, and Parker awfully deep. It looked like he was trying to push that ball a little bit towards first and uh, get it down there where he could leg it out for a base hit. Chuck Thompson told you earlier, Etchebarren is possessed of fine speed. Here's the 0-1 from the right-hand pitcher. A big swing on the slider. 
On two. Another all speed strike. Miller ready to come back with it. Into the dirt and popped up into the air, caught by Etcheberon. A ball and two strikes. One ball, two strikes. Five, two, Baltimore as they lead it off here in the sixth inning. Bob Miller, for the better part of the Dodgers' 66 campaign, was Walter Alston's long relief man. One ball, two strikes. Looped out over second, and Lefevre can't get it as he went back very magnificently to get to it. It'll be fielded by Lou Johnson, and it's a base hit. It appeared that he jammed him, but he hit a little looper out where Lefevre just quite couldn't get to it. Here's Mo Grabowski, and the fans here, ever mindful of fairness as they always are in Los Angeles, give him a very fine, warm round of applause. There you see the value of the number eight hitter in a baseball lineup. He can lead it off with a base hit like that. Your pitcher's in a position to bunt. There's a lot of different things that they can try. He bunts the ball, and it's a foul ball. Etchebarren will be a second and now come back. A lot of times, too, your number eight batter, and he is truly a most essential man in your lineup, can keep that inning going for you and help you keep your pitcher in the ball game. And then turn your lineup over where you're right up at the head of the order again. So Etchebarren getting the base hit here puts Baltimore in a bunting position if they so wish. No ball, one strike. Gilliam is uptight at third, ready to charge. Parker holding to the runner Etchebarren. Throw over by Miller. No damage. Bob the right-hander. Checks the first, delivers, and Drabowski bunts foul at the feet of the catcher, Johnny Roseboro. Strike two. No balls, two strikes. Five to two, Baltimore. Here in the sixth inning, Andy Etchebarren is first on a base hit. That's the seventh surrendered by Dodger Pitching. Gilliam is still suspicious and is up uh, close to third. He bunts it fairly. Miller comes up. He'll go to second with the ball. In time there. And Etchebarren really had that uh, will happen to get out of the way. A fine play by Miller on to Will. But I'll say one thing. If there was to have been a throw to first, Mr. Wills wasn't going to be able to make it. Etchebarren really went into him. So that'll be a force play, and the out will go one to six, or pitcher to short. Leading Grabowski now, the base runner one away, to Luis Aparicio, who is 0 for 3, but with an RBI. Driving in a run in the fourth inning on a force play. Slide twice to right. Right hand batting Aparicio takes inside low for one. Sinking type of delivery sent in by Bob Miller. Baltimore's Dave McNally went two and a third innings, allowing two runs on two hits, struck out one, walking five, and of course that led to his uh, undoing. One ball, no strike. Aparicio fouls to the right out of play, one and one. They play him fairly straight out, and they give him a pretty good gap, actually. They spread to the lines on Aparicio and gap him in right center and left center. One ball, one strike. Top half of the sixth inning. 
Miller checks on Jabowski, and there's a ball hit sharply down in the hole at short. Nice backhand stab by Wills on for the out at second, and not at time at first. Almost the identical play in the fourth inning on which a Baltimore run scored. When Wills beautifully went into the hole to backhand the ball over by third, got it on to the favorite in time, but the relay on to first could not pick up the speedy Luis Aparicio. So now Russ Snyder walking out, and uh, one of the things he's doing without any question is giving Mo Drabowski a little opportunity to breathe and relax and uh, get ready. So he's going back, talking a little bit here to Frank Robinson. Drabowski being a base runner, of course. A little extra breathing room for him as he walked out. Now slowly gets back into the batter's box, taps his cleats. Russ Snyder, who walked in the first inning and scored in front of Frank Robinson's booming home run to left. Then singled the drive-in run in the second inning and bounced to second base in the fourth so that he's one for two on the day. Up high, ball on. A ball and no strike. The delivery is in low. Ball two, two and oh. Two balls and no strikes. Russ Snyder, left-hand batter. They play him as a left-field hitter, and Tommy Davis favors the left line, with Gilliam up tight at third. The look to Aparicio. Pitch from Miller is up high about the bill of the cap. Ball three. Three and oh. As we've used the Dodgers over the season, they rarely walk too many men. Three balls, no strike. And the pitch. He walked him, and that'll be walk number five. That'll put Aparicio on into second base. We're in this ballgame now. We've had 11 bases on balls. The Dodgers receiving the benefit of six of them. And now, that's the fifth walk surrendered by Dodger pitching. And the second given up by Bob Miller since he came on in the fifth. And now Frank Robinson, who hit a big home run in the first inning and then flied to left and flied to center. Robinson's home run was his second series home run, having done that as a Cincinnati player against the Yankees in 1961. Two men on, two men out. 5-2 in the top of the sixth, Baltimore. Outfield swung deep left. Miller steps off the mound after Ricio gets back into second. Right fielder Johnson getting Frank Robinson better than 90 feet of the line. He's way over. Miller ready and the pitch. Curve, he hung upstairs with it. Ball one. One ball and no strike. Orioles scored three in the first, one in the second, one in the fourth. The Dodgers one in the second and one in the third. One ball and no strike. Robinson pops a little foul off the first base side. Running hard, Roseboro, and he'll not quite get to it. The ball gets into the Loge boxes just down to the left of the Baltimore dugout, which is located on the first base side here at Dodger Stadium.
down in strike one. Frank Robinson. He must have wrapped up just about every title in the American League other than the Triple Crown that Chuck Thompson told you about. He naturally led in home runs and runs batted in, runs scored, doubles, batting average. Might even end up with the MVP. Outside, ball two, sinking pitch low. Ron Paranowski, the left-hander for the Dodgers, is now up and warming. Two balls, a strike. Robinson still crowding that plate as he did when he was a National League batter. Two on pitch. He swung and missed it. The bat went foul way down the left field line. That's about as long as I've seen a bat go foul. has done this on numerous occasions this year and actually we feel in Baltimore he's hung up the all-time record for distance and perhaps the number of times I would say that going back over American League players of the past 10 years only Minnie Minoso has ever thrown one any farther here. Well, I'll tell you one thing with that swing he blew all the air out of the infield. Oh, did he cut. Two balls, two strikes. Miller ready now. He wants a decision here if he can get it favorably, of course. Two-two pitch. Swinging a foul back. He jammed him nicely on the pitch. Two balls, two strikes. Baltimore five and the Dodgers two in the top half of the sixth inning. Two men on and two men out. Frank Robinson is the first triple crown winner in the big leagues since Mickey Mantle in 1956. And actually led the league in six major categories. Hitting, home runs, runs batted in, total bases, runs, and slugging percentage. Two-two. Reach four, pop foul, uh, out of play, and the bat's gone out now in between the pitcher's mound and third base. Two strikes. I, of course, have worked many games here at Dodger Stadium, being in the National League, where Chuck uh, Thompson hasn't had that opportunity, but uh, they have developed a tremendous habit here of bringing all their transistor radios, and we can hear our voices coming right back in. It's sort of an eerie thing. Two balls, two strikes. And Robinson is called out. He tried to save it, but it was not a swing, and it's strike three. Well, the inning showed for Baltimore in the sixth. No runs, one hit, no Dodger errors, two Baltimoreans stranded. At the end of five and a half innings of play, Baltimore five and the Dodgers two. Well, now, let's see. Will the 55,941 Dodger Stadium fans see history made? The burning question is simply this. Mo Grabowski has struck out the last six batters. That ties a major league record we told you about, set back in the early 1900s. And if he can put away Parker, as he did in the third, he'll establish a new all-time consecutive strikeout record. Horace Eller of Cincinnati did it in 1919. So, Wes Parker takes a strike. No balls, one strike. We're in the bottom of the sixth. 5-2, Baltimore leading. Outfield straight away to Parker, a switch batter. Grabowski's curveball, last for left field, going over to get to it is Bleffery, and he'll stow it away. That'll retire Parker, but stop the fit of the record, at least for now. Now here's Junior Gilliam, who has walked twice, and in the third inning when he walked, the bases were loaded, so he picked up an RBI. Gilliam, a switch batter. The ability of the Dodger infield to have the only all-switch-hitting infield in the history of baseball 
is something. Because you just do nothing but turn them around when you bring in another pitcher. Swing and a miss. Like one. Must be pretty discouraging to managers when they know that they can bring in a righter or a lefty and four fellows aren't going to be hurting too much. They're just going to turn around. Up high, a ball. There are many who try to throw the left-handers against the Dodgers in order to make them right-hand hitters so that they can at least get the advantage of one less step in their favor. Here's a foul coming back out of play. Mo Dramaski with one down. Dramaski, since... Walking Gilliam with the bases loaded has settled down and has retired the last eight men to face him. And only one ball now being hit out of the infield, and that was Parker's fly ball to left. There's a looper hit out back of short. Aparicio drifting back on the edge of the grass. Getting under and there are two down. Dodgers sixth inning where Baltimore leads 5-2 in game one of the 1966 World Series. John Roseboro is 0 for 2, but it's not his fault. A sensational catch by Russ Schneider in the second inning robbed him of a base hit. There's a liner toward left, and coming up for it, Bleffery, and makes the belt-high catch that retires the side. So it's another 1-2-3 inning for Mo Drabowski. And at the end of six full innings of play, Baltimore 5-7-0, the Dodgers 2-2-0. Chuck Thompson, Mo Drabowski, has certainly been a tower strength, and he's been a well-traveled pitcher, and perhaps in all of his travels, never felt he'd end up here in a World Series. Actually, I, one of the one man responsible for his being uh, in this World Series with the Orioles this afternoon is not eligible to play in the World Series, is a member of the Baltimore Orioles, a reserve catcher, out the greater part of the year due to injuries. And I'm referring to Charlie Lau. It was Charlie Lau's recommendation to Baltimore that they obtain Mo Grabowski. And Charlie went on record at that time saying that if you do, you've got a fine chance of winning a pennant. Standing in now to lead off the Baltimore Sevens, they lead the Dodgers 5-2 in this first game. Brooks Robinson, who hit a home run, backing up Frank Robinson's two-run homer. Then bounced to third and popped to short. He's one for three. Stands in a right-hand batter. They'll play him to throw. They gap him in right center, and the Dodger infield on the left side over swings toward the uh, foul line. Bob Miller works to him. Robinson cuts on a slider, doesn't get it. Strike one. Lefevre is playing back uh, rather deep near the edge of the outfield grass. Pitch that sank a little low, a ball. Miller appeared to be slightly unhappy with the call. One ball, one strike. The Orioles picked up three in the first, one in the second, one in the fourth. The Dodgers one in the second and third. One-one pitch, inside off the fifth. Ball two, two and one. You're just getting into our broadcast. Don Drysdale went the front two for four runs. Moeller, the next two for an inning. Or rather, the next two for a run. And Miller's been on since the fifth. Two balls, one strike. Robinson, a hard smash toward short, takes the big bill hop for uh, Maury Wills. He throws across to West Parker, and there's one away. Now, Boog Powell's in. 
Fouled out to third, grounded to short, double in the fifth inning, and with his ponderous thundering action, tore first base loose and had to replace it. Going to play him straight out. Right fielder Johnson has deepened his position considerably, and they're overshifting Lefevre and Parker. Hard wrap off the right side. Back on the grass, Lefevre, he's up and throws him out. Luke Powell retired, second to first. Two down. Kurt Bleffery, single to right, popped up to short, drew an intentional walk, one for two on the day. 55,941 in beautiful Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, California, witnessing the getaway of this exciting classic. In there for a strike. Sandy Koufax, of course, scheduled to go tomorrow for the Dodgers, and Jim Palmer, who will not be 21 until the 15th of October, will be his opponent. Inside, did it hit him? He's dancing around and is now talking to the plate umpire, Bill Joukowsky. It's the ball, one and one. Best way to get that one is wear shoe polish and then get hit on the foot. Boy, that first time that ever happened in the World Series, they talked and wrote about that for hours. Nippy Jones from the Cardinals. One ball, one strike pitch. Curveball hung up high around his cheekbones. Two balls, a strike. And the two-one pitch. Weppery takes the curveball that came in too low, three and one. Conceivably, this would be Miller's last inning of work as he is the scheduled batter in the seventh. Baltimore leading. Five to two, top of the seventh, two out and none on. Bob Miller on the three-one pitch. The referee, a big bouncer, hit toward Lefevre. He's up and throws, second to first, and the out is recorded in the side retires. So it's three up and three down. And at the end of six and one half innings, the score in this ball game is five to two in favor of Baltimore. go to their bench and bring up very powerful left-hand team, Wes Covington, to that in place of Bob Miller. Miller becomes, therefore, today the first Dodger relief pitcher or pitcher to stop the Baltimore club from scoring. Turning in three fine innings, no runs, allowing two hits, and getting one strikeout, issuing two walks, one intentional. So Covington comes on now. Lebowski's in there with a soft curveball to the outside corner, which Covington took for a strike. Moore has retired ten in a row with six strikeouts in there and no hits since the second inning when Parker doubled, but that wasn't off Lebowski. That was off young Dave McNally, the starter. Baltimore leading 5-2. The outfield is straight out and deep to Covington. Tried to check his swing, but it didn't help. Strike two. Grabowski is uh, moving that ball around very nicely. He's uh, pitching to his spot beautifully. Up and in, down and away. Picking up corners. Changing speed. The 0-2 pitch is a curveball. Foul back. 0-2. Ball 
Baltimore infield, Brooks Robinson at third, Luis Aparicio at short, Johnson at second, and Boog Powell at first, with Bluffery, Schneider, and Robinson in the outfield, Grabowski, and, of course, Echebarren in the batters. Ron Paranowski up for the Dodgers in the bullpen, left-handed. Cutting and strikes out, swinging. That's nine strikeouts and eight. For Grabowski. Punches at one and fouls it off to the left side. Morey walks, struck out twice. In the last ten recorded out by Drabowski, seven of them have been strikeouts. So Morey Wells is in. They overshift way to the left to him, takes it high about the bill of a cap of ball, one and one. Brooks Robinson comes up a little bit to guard against the tap down that way. 1-1 pitch. Line foul past uh, Preston Gomez, Dodger third base coach. One ball, two strikes. Baltimore leading here in the bottom of the seventh. One out and none on. 5-2. Willie Davis, the on-deck batter. One ball, two strikes. Now Drabowski ready to go. There's a little chop toward third. Brooke Robinson comes up to get the foul. One and two. Two records tied here today in case you're just tuning in. Frank Robinson and Brooks Robinson homering back to back in the first inning. Has a record of two homers in one inning. And the six consecutive strikeouts by Drabowski ties with a long standing record. Two balls, two strikes. Will stepping out now asking something of plate umpire Bill Jukowski and will want to have the baseball examined. Wills is full of all kinds of tricks. It's one of the reasons why he's such a tough competitor. He'll do anything he can to distract you. Two balls, two strikes. Top toward third, foul. He took a shot at it. Frank Robinson, the Oriole right fielder, is about 110, 120 feet off the right field line. They don't look for Wills to pull. Then they pull Russ Snyder way over, and Bleffery's almost on the left field foul line and very shallow. Much the same type of a defense they set up at one time against Richie Ashburn, who is this the type of hitter. Two balls, two strikes. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Underneath, just missed with it. Three and two. Three balls, two strikes, and a wind-up. 
And he lost him on a walk. So that is the sixth walk. Second given up by Drabowski. And there have been 11 bases on balls so far in this game. Here's Willie Davis now, who twice has popped up the short and once struck out. If you're going to double him up with the Wills, you're going to have to get a one-hopper somewhere with a, in a sudden hurry. There's a liner to left for a base hit. Coming up fast forward is Jeffrey. Fires the ball into third baseman Brooks Robinson, and the Dodgers have runners at first and second and one away. Drop that one down third and to load him up for Tommy Davis. Typical Los Angeles Dodger maneuver. They'll do all sorts of things. And then they get away with it enough because they, if they didn't, they wouldn't be here in the World Series. Nothing in one to the right hand batting Lou Johnson. Runners lead at first and second one away. Wills is going. The ball popped up towards third. And it's going into foul territory, which will nullify the infield fly rule. Brooks Robinson makes the catch. But Wills was going on the play. So Wills back in second base and Willie Davis to first. And Tommy Davis, the left fielder, who grounded out to third, drew a walk and struck out standing in. Baltimore leading the Dodgers 5-2 in the bottom of the seventh inning, two out and two on. batting Tommy Davis. Will's a good lead at second. Nobody holding, of course, on Willie Davis at first. Tommy Davis takes a slider for a strike. One, one. No ball, one strike. Field overshifted to the left for this fellow. The 0 1 pitch. That slider moved outside the ball. 1 and 1. Well, the gentleman known out here rather affably as the vulture, Phil Regan, is up for the Dodgers, replacing Taranowski. One ball, one strike pitch. Get up the middle, over to the right, goes second baseman. Johnson flips it on to Aparicio, and Willie Davis with another argument. He didn't think that he was out with his speed. He thought he had it, and Chris Pellicutis says it was bang, bang, and you're on the other side of it. A hot play on a bouncing ball right up the middle from Johnson to Aparicio to force Willie Davis and retire the Dodgers. No runs, one hit, no errors, and two left. At the end of seven... The Baltimore Orioles lead the Dodgers 5-2. to two. And now we've got Rod Faradowski, and Rod in 55 games for the Dodgers. 
year, 1-6, lost 7, a pitch to a 3.18, and will face the right-hand hitting Oriole rookie second baseman, Dave Judd. Our friend. Okay, Chuck, you know, it never ceases to amaze me. Here's a, every time you see a real fine play, it's so often that that man leads off the next inning, and Johnson certainly made an excellent play there on that ball to save the Dodger run and perhaps a big rally, you know. He leads it off, and he's one for three, a double. Taranofsky, uh... Sends him a little low curveball, ball one. Drysdale, Moeller, Miller, and Taranofsky. One ball, no strike. Here's the 1-0 pitch. And it's on the corner for a strike call, one and one. Taranofsky and plate umpire Bill Joukowsky engaged in what has to be, several years ago, one of the most humorous things in baseball. There's a ball right up the middle, a solid base hit. Andy Etcheban, who walked and scored, grounded the second, and single to right will now stand in. Taranofsky, walking in from the bullpen, getting ready to first, had taken his small transistor radio. He loves to listen to uh, music in the bullpen. And he had it in his glove, and umpire Bill Joukowsky, when he was out on the mound, was walking around trying to figure out where was the music coming from. And they finally uh, took the transistor off him and turned it off and put it someplace else. Andy Etchebarren, a right-hand batter. David Johnson is two for four. Fine young second baseman. Baltimore, you know, got this far with four rookies. Outstanding ones in their lineup. Etchebarren takes a high ball on. One ball, no strike. Ron checks the runner at first in Dave Johnson. Etchebarren cuts at this one, fouls it over to the right out of play, one and one. The Orioles scored three times in the first inning, one in the second and one in the fourth for their five runs. The Dodgers uh, in the second and third, a run each for their two. It's five runs they've hit to no errors Baltimore. Dodgers 2-3-0. and oh. Drysdale thus far on the hook for it. Grabowski trying to grab the ring. Strike one. Bunch this one rather hard back to Paranowski. He goes on a low throw to Wills, who holds the ball, has no play available on a fine play where Wills that time just held the base in his position and gets the out. Chuck Thompson has an interesting note here. Uh, just that in the first inning today, the Baltimore Orioles scored as many runs as American League clubs scored in five previous games at Dodger Stadium. Mo Drabowski, a fellow with a pretty good sense of humor, too. The phone rang in the KCA's bullpen one night. The boy said, warm up Krause. They did. The voice belonged to Drabowski. <laughs> a foul back on a bunt try. Strike one. Baseball and particularly teams need one or two fellows that are on what they sometimes call the flaky side of life. The fellows that uh, keep you laughing and don't let you take things too seriously. And uh, don't believe that all the years we've all been together in baseball, we've ever seen uh, one club that didn't have one or two like that. It's most necessary. The pressures that are on these young men are truly tremendous. The ball is one strike. Moe takes it low for a ball, one and one. 
shortened up as though he might be bunting. Now Parker in to say something to Paranowski. Undoubtedly wants to know when Ron is going to the plate with the pitch so that he will not be breaking in when Ron might be throwing the ball over the first base. They usually have a sign or two so that the first baseman knows exactly when the pitch is going to come to the plate with it. One ball, one strike. Both swings and it's one and two. Junior Gilliam, very fine Dodger third baseman and a fellow who down through the years has been their glue man. Is up close to third base still. One ball, two strikes, Paranowski, the fourth Dodger pitcher. High for a ball and the shortening up as though the bunt brought in both third and first on that one. Gilliam, when he was maybe a year or two younger and... Uh, batting just in behind Maury Wills would have as much credit for Wills' tremendous efforts in stealing as anybody because he could afford to go deep in the strike count and give Wills the shot. 2-2 pitch. Bunted foul and that'll be a strikeout for Ron Paranowski. Strikeout number three. Two down and Luis Aparicio stands in. He is 0 for 4 but with an infield out in the fourth inning drove in the run. Baltimore leading 5-2. A lot of times, Wills would attempt to gauge the motion of the pitcher so that he could steal. And with a man like Gilliam up there, who could afford to go deep into the strike count like uh, nothing in two, Wills would get that ample and extra opportunity. And then if Wills looked like he might be out, Gilliam would foul it away and save him. Did a tremendous job. He truly is one of the game's great performers. Aparicio. Right-hand batter, runner at first base, Andy Etcheberrin. A strike is called, 0-1. No ball, one strike. Russ Snyder, the center fielder, the on-deck batter. Aronofsky's ball tailed away that time outside, one ball, one strike. Dodgers in with seven, uh, eight base hits. And the, the Orioles are in with eight, and the Dodgers in with three. Here's the 1-1. One, one. There's a line drive right to short. Will three times after. Maury timed that beautifully, and Lee tied a grab it and retired a third. So in the Baltimore eighth inning, no runs, one hit, no errors, and one left. And we're going out of the Dodger eight, Baltimore leading five to two. Into the Dodger ace inning, Lefevre, Parker, and Gilliam, the scheduled three batters. Baltimore leading five to two. Lefevre hit a booming home run in the second inning. Walked in the third and struck out in the fifth. He's up left-handed against Mo Drabowski. Dave McNally went two and a third for two runs on two hits. Drabowski has pitched a very strong, strong ball game since coming on with one out in the third. His fastball is outside, ball one. Sue Miller listening in the bullpen. I'm informed by Chuck Thompson. Here's the 1 0. A strike called. Has had some pain in his shoulder, and Hank Bauer allows him to say whether he feels good or not. And that uh, if he feels loose and uh, no pain, he brings himself in, or otherwise he says, I can't to do it. 1 1. A ball. 2 1. Gene Brabender, 
The young right-hander is up, and he has done yeoman-like work for Baltimore, who have fought and clawed their way into their first World Series with four or five rookies, actually, on their roster. The two-ball one-strike pitch is popped up. Way up she goes, and Grabowski's telling Brooks Robinson to get it. Moves right out in front of the mound. It is rather unusual, Chuck Thompson, to have four or five rookies stay in a ball club and uh, be able to do what they've done. One of the big reasons the rookies have been able to play as well as they have for Baltimore this year is the steadying influence of men like Brooks Robinson at third, Luis Aparicio, the shortstop, and the magnificent Frank Robinson in right field. He's kept the kids loose, kept them going. Here's Wes Parker. He doubled, struck out, line to left. You're just getting into the broadcast with us. Uh, in the fourth and fifth innings, Mo Drabowski struck out at six in a row, and that tied a World Series record. And then Pucker lined the left so that Mo lost the opportunity there to establish a new one. Line drive, hooking foul down the right field line, strike two. Wes Pucker is possessed of magnificent hands. He truly is a sight to watch at first base. He just uh, moves like a cat. And almost any kind of a hop or anything, he has what they call prop pins in baseball, and he's right there, very fluid. No ball, she's sight. Just missed upstairs. Dabowski's fastball above the letters, one and two. Wes and his father play in many bridge tournaments in the offseason, and they're considered extremely good. Ball high, two-two, a little chin music that time. Two balls, she's sight. Baltimore five, Dodgers two, in the bottom of the eighth, one out and none on. Two-two. Now straight back. Well, I think tomorrow would be one day that even the incomparable Sandy Koufax would have to admit that he can't pack him in. They'll be packed in regardless. But normally, and it has been a tremendous thing here in the National League, whenever Koufax was going, the attendance just went zooming. No matter what park he appeared in, he was always good for a big, big house. Change up, get foul off first. Good motion by Drabowski, and then changed off his curveball. 2-2. Two -two. Parker getting out in front of it. Robinson, Aparicio, Johnson, and Powell, the Baltimore infield. Now the 2-2 delivery. Fastball stuck him out swinging. Ten strikeouts, and nine of them for Grabowski. He might command a little ink tomorrow. Gilliam walked. Twice and in the third, with the bases loaded to drive in a run, popped the short in the sixth. There are two down. One strike. They might possibly, somebody, enterprising reporter, ask Grabowski if he ever pitched a better game. But it'll never be quite as good as the one question asked of Casey Stengel. Up high a ball when Don Larson pitched the perfect no hitter when somebody said to him, Did you ever see Larson pitch a better one? Strike one. Foul back by Junior. One and two. Bottom of the eighth in game one. 55,941. 
Looking on. Baltimore has five runs on eight hits. The Dodgers two runs on three hits. Gilliam is switched better. There's a line of short left. And coming up for it, Bleffery, and makes the belt high catch that retires the side. So it's another one, two, three inning for Moe Grabowski. The score in this ball game is five to two in favor of Baltimore. Moving now into the top half of the ninth inning for what Baltimore hopes is productive number one, number two, the end of the line. They lead five to two. Russ Snyder, Frank Robinson, and Brooks Robinson. Russ Snyder, the center fielder, walked and scored in the first inning, single to left in the second to drive in a run, grounded the second, then walked. So that on the day, he's one for two. He's a left-hand batter. Facing left-hand pitching, Ron Paranofsky. First delivery is a ball bounced over the mound, going up toward second. Wills comes up behind second, a dark throw over there to West Parker, and there's one away. Down now to Frank Robinson, who has one for four, but it was a big one. A home run, his second World Series homer, having done so back in 1961 against the Yankees. But in the first inning here, with Russ Snyder aboard, he found the power alley, which is about uh, just a little bit off the foul line. Down both lines. You have to pull the ball here normally to get the uh, home runs. The park yields very few on the year. Outfield swung deep and around to the left. Paranowski delivers. The curveball, a mighty swing and a foul over into the Dodgers' dugout on the third base side. Strike one. That time, Paranowski gave him a big motion, took something off his breaking ball. Outfield uh, swung left. Fastball line for left field. Tommy Davis coming up for it is not going to be able to get to it. It loops in there for a base hit. That's the ninth Baltimore hit. And the batter now, Brooks Robinson, without question, one of the greatest fielding third basemen in baseball. And a judge by many to be the greatest. He's one for four. He homered in the first inning. Second hit surrendered by Paranowski. Gets a fastball strike call at the knees on one. No ball, one strike. One away, one on, and it's 5 2 in the top of the ninth ball tomorrow. There's Brooks Robinson lining the Maury Will. A brilliant play by Little Maury as he ran over into the hole and leaped up and backhanded it. Second stellar play by Maury Will. So there are two away in the Baltimore ninth. And Boog Powell, one hit in four at bats, the double back in the fifth inning. Standing in, double the left. And fouled out the third and granted the short and second, his other appearances. 5 2 Baltimore, quick throw to first base, Frank Robinson back. Mr. Robinson, incidentally, is caught in the depth base theater, one of the smarter men uh, maneuvering around out there. So he's always a threat to be doing something. Aronofsky delivers, and he just is outside with it, a ball, 1-0. This game has seen Drysdale, who is currently on the hook for it, Moeller, Miller, and now Ron Aronofsky. 
Kalinowski delivers, and there's a dive hit deep to right, and Johnson comes up just a little bit because he was pretty deep to begin with. And a little white in that ball came popping out of the glove down the line there a little bit, but he held on to it, and that retires the side. So, in the Baltimore ninth, no runs, one hit, no errors, and one left. And we go now to the Dodger ninth inning, Baltimore leading 5-2. to two. Manager Hank Barr has now made a defensive change, moving Russ Snyder from center field to left in place of Kirk Bleffery, and Paul Blair has gone into center field. But if you're keeping a scorecard, Paul Blair would be batting in the number six spot in place of Bleffery and playing center field. Dodgers now go with Johnny Roseville, who is 0 for 3, but who was really robbed on a sensational catch in the second inning by Russ Snyder when he made a beautiful play. On a ball, it looked like it was in the gap for extra bases, as Chuck described for you, and Snyder came from out of nowhere. Dodgers have run fairly in the on-deck circle. Ball high from Mo Drabowski. One ball and a strike pitch. Ball two upstairs, 2-0. Two oh. Stu Miller is listening again in the Baltimore bullpen. It's 5-2, to two, but the Baltimore Orioles know about the same Dodger charge in the ninth. As do nine other clubs in the National League. Ball three high, 3-0 three oh to Roseboro. Andy Escobar not to have a word in Pat Moe. Moe went to Trinity College and uh, majored in economics and is a stockbroker and watches the market carefully. 3 0 pitch. Like as he picked up that inside corner. 3 and 1. 55,941. Grabowski working quickly. Like two call, three and two. Three balls, two strikes, Roseboro, the leadoff batter. And the three two pitch, he struck him out swinging. So he went right to the brink of the flank and then came right back down it with three strikes. That's 11 strikeouts, 10 for Grabowski. Now here's Ron Fairley, Southern California boy. Has won some very big ball games for the Dodgers. He's batting at 288. Plays either first or out in right field. He had 14 home runs, but they were some big ones at the right time and 20 doubles. And the season just completed. One away. Thinking pitch low ball on to the left hand batter. Baltimore leading 5 to 2. In this first of the 1966 World Series. The 1-0 pitch. Strike swinging. Now, Drabowski is picking out of sunlight in the shadow. And this, of course, is the added advantage. You see the ball, then all of a sudden it disappears from you. Just upstairs, ball two, two and one. For many years, down through the years, and of course you heard it so much because the Yankees were always in the World Series. You played over there at Yankee Stadium in the fall. Drabowski started to deliver and fairly stepped out. And time was called by plate umpire Bill Jukowski. But pitching in the shadows of Yankee Stadium. 
batter had a tough time. Two on six. Bailey fouled it straight back. Two two. Ball, two strikes, one out, none on. Dodger ninth inning. Baltimore five, the Dodgers two. Now the two-two pitch. Fuck him out, swinging. Phenomenal performance. Just after, I don't need to ask you if he's ever looked any better. The answer in a word, no. Just a magnificent pitching performance by Mo Drabowski. He struck out six in a row in the fourth and fifth. He came on in the third with one away. He gets a little high there to Will, ball on. Maury's 0 for 2, striking out twice, walking twice, and in with one stolen base. There's a strike call, one and one. down toward second base. Johnson is up. He throws and Baltimore beats the Dodgers in the one game as Baltimore Oils rush out to really storm Mozabowski for a sensational pitching performance. And Baltimore takes it in the front one. Uh, the ninth inning here, three up and three down. And the nine, it's all over. Baltimore five and the Dodgers two. This is Joe Gaggio. The World Series is right around the corner, and so are the thrills, the relaxation, the laughs, and the memories that make it the number one sports event in America. To help make this World Series more enjoyable for you, your Dodge dealer has a copy of Joe Garagiola's Fun and Fact World Series Scorebook, and it's free, too. For the fan who wants to keep his World Series memories right where you can call on them, there are score sheets for seven games. You'll also find a few of the key records in World Series history including one that might come as a bit of a surprise. There are also some light looks at things that have happened in World Series over the years, and a few tips on things to look for that might make the series a little more fun for you. Dropping in on your Dodge dealer is always a good idea. He's got a service for you there called Customer Care, which means he cares as much about you as he does about your car. So whether you're a rabid fan or just an occasional watcher, pick up your free copy at your Dodge dealer's. Give you the summary of everything going on out here. It went on out here. Let's fire 30 seconds for station identification. This is WGY, WGFM, begins to file out of this beautiful Dodger Stadium. 55,941 were looking on. There was a tremendous a lot of drama that unfurled, uh, unfolded right here in this first game, and it sets it up to be one whale of a series, Chuck Thompson. Before uh, we begin to think about what could happen tomorrow, as the magnificent Kopacks is scheduled to pitch for the Dodgers, and the hard-throwing youngster Jim Palmer is to pitch for the Baltimore Orioles, let's take a look at what 
took place here this afternoon and got the figures out of the way first of all. The victorious birds with five runs and nine hits. They did not commit an error. They stranded nine men. The Dodgers two runs on three base hits. They did not commit an error. They stranded eight men. The winning pitcher will be Mo Drabowski. One and all, of course, and that is, this is his first series game. The loser is Don Drysdale, 0-1 in this series as of the moment. Now, the Dodgers have now lost the opening game of the series 10 times in their 13 series appearance. Uh, you recall last year, the Dodgers lost the opener in Minnesota by a score of 8-2. Drysdale's composite World Series record now, 3-1 in the series at L.A. and 3-2 overall in the series. To go back on the Orioles scoring, and we didn't have to wait very long, it started in the very first inning. Russ Snyder, with one out, threw a base on ball. Frank Robinson then powered his second World Series home run into the lower deck seat from the left field corner. And just like that, the Baltimore Orioles were on top of the Dodgers and Drysdale, two to nothing. Before the folks could settle back on their seats from the two-run home run blast off the bat of Frank Robinson, Brooks Robinson banged one into the same area, and Baltimore led by a score of three to nothing at the end of the first inning. The Dodgers threatened very briefly in the first inning. Uh, Mari Wills went off with a walk and in typical Dodger fashion raced down to second base while Willie Davis was at the plate taking a small. However, Dave McNally, the Orioles starting left-hander, retired Davis, Johnson and Tommy Davis in order, and they were out of the inning in that manner. The Birds picked up run number four in the second inning on a leadoff walk to Andy Etcheverin. He was sacrificed to second base and scored on Russ Snyder's single in the left field, and Baltimore led by a score of four to nothing. It didn't last long because Jim LeFever, leading off of the Dodgers in the second inning, homered. And it was in this inning that the Dodgers came up with their biggest threat of the day. With a leadoff home run by LeFever, Wes Parker then followed with a double. A walk to Gilliam, and the Dodgers had runners at first and second base with none out. John Rosebara hit a blast, headed to the alley in right center field, and center fielder Russ Snyder of the Orioles dashed into the gap and made a fine diving tumbling catch to take away the extra base hit from Rosebara. McNally then went on to retire pinch hitter Stewart and struck out Mari Wills, and at the end of two, it was Baltimore four, and the L.A. Dodgers won. The Dodgers came out with a big threat of the second inning to pick up their second run, and they got it in the easiest possible manner. As left-hander Dave McNally for Baltimore retired the leadoff hitter in the third inning, Willie Davis, the pop up the short, but then just lost his control, and he walked Lou Johnson, Tommy Davis, Jim LeFever to load the bases. And that's when manager Bauer went to the bullpen and called upon the veteran Mo Drabowski. And if you've heard Bob Prince, who's the last half of the ball game, Drabowski was just magnificent. With one out of the bases loaded in the third, he struck out Wes Parker. Then a walk to Gilliam forced Lou Johnson home with the Dodgers' second run of the game. Following that, Drabowski got Roseborough on a pop-up to the catcher, Etchebarron, and the Orioles were out of the inning. From that time on, the Dodgers never threatened. Drabowski went roaring right along, and at one time had retired 11 men in a row. He struck out six in a row to tie a World Series record. He wound up the day's effort with a total of 11 strikeouts, credit one to the starting pitcher Dave McNally, and a total of 12 Dodger strikeouts. Drabowski walked only two men, and while he was on the mound, only one Dodger got as far as second base from after the third inning, and that was uh, Mari Wills in the seventh inning. Drabowski finished with a flourish, picking up three more strikeouts in the last two innings as he fanned West Parker in the eighth inning. And to start the ninth inning, got Rosebar and pinched it fairly, and then Molly Wells in the bounce out to Dave Johnson to end the ball game and give the Orioles 
something they desperately wanted in their swing to California, the first game. Manager Bauer has, and I think all managers do this, with a ball club on the road, you cannot underplay the significance, the importance of that first win, that first game, and the Orioles have picked it up here this afternoon at Dodger Stadium. Going back over the Orioles scoring, uh, they picked up their fifth run and final run in the fourth inning on a leadoff double by rookie Dave Johnson. Then Andy Echebaron, right-handed batter, deliberately hit the ball the first base side of the infield, which passed Johnson into third base. Mo Grabowski then walked, and Louis Aparicio hit a bouncer to the shortstop Wills. Tomorrow he had to go kind of hard into the hole to get to this ball, and he executed the fourth of Grabowski at second base, the only play available, and while that was going on, Johnson checked in with the bird's final run. Baltimore 5-2 to two over the Dodgers in the opening game, and a great win for Baltimore. Bob Prince? Yes, it certainly was, Chuck Thompson, and you and I will get back here together to theorize a little bit on what the uh, impact of tomorrow's great contest is going to be in one moment, right after this message from Winston. <laughs> Wow, 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 Winston tastes good. Like your cigarette should. When I change to Winston, I change for good. Cause I got good taste. Like I knew I would. Winston tastes good like it should When you taste you, Winston Thanks for good cause Winston tastes good like it Cigarette should Winston tastes good like your cigarette should Make your cigarette Winston Winston Remind you once again, ladies and gentlemen, here at Dodger Stadium, before 55,941 fans, the Baltimore Orioles got away winging as they defeated the Dodgers 5-2, took uh, Drysdale down and Drabowski on, and Chuck Thompson just gave you a very excellent summation of what went on there, and uh, we won't get into that anymore as much as the fact that now the Dodgers come back with the strongest of the strong, and their great and superb left-hander, who truly belongs in a higher league, if there is one, he should be in it. Kofax is one of the most magnificent pitching machines baseball has ever seen or perhaps ever will see. Winning 27 games and time after time after time. Keeping the Dodgers very close to the race. And then when they had to have him on closing day to get, get the thing in the hopper, he went out on two days rest and did it. We all know about the great Kofax. We all know about the, his great ability to pick. Now, of course, the psychological advantage would swing to Baltimore. Were they able to defeat Kofax tomorrow? And uh, that would be something else uh, to take back to Baltimore with them for game uh, three in Baltimore. But what about young Jim Palmer, Chuck, the youngster that goes against the mighty Kofax tomorrow? As you said, Bob, this young fellow won't reach his 21st birthday until October the 15th. But this young man, Palmer, went the route on September the 22nd, pitched the five-hitter to beat the A's, and that enabled, enabled the Orioles to clinch their first American League pennant. He beat uh, Kansas City by a score of 6-1. to one. Uh, manager Hank Bauer has been quoted as saying about Palmer, he will not scare uh, the Orioles all year long. When you play baseball for a man like Bauer, you've got to be able to accept the challenge. Hank has faced them squarely all his life as a player and as a manager. And the Orioles, of course, have nothing but the utmost respect for their magnificent Sandy Koufax, 
but it's a challenge that they are looking forward to. The final score once again in the first game of the World Series here in Dodger Stadium, Los Angeles, California. Baltimore Orioles 5, Los Angeles Dodgers 2. And now speaking for Chuck Thompson, this is Bob Prince saying thanks for being with us. This has been an NBC Radio Network production.